You're listening to The Virus. The Ron and Fez Show starts... Now. Show. Mono Central. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. That's now the Pac-12. Pac-12 number. Is it Pac-12 or are we up to Pac-14? I think we're at Pac-12. Alright, Pac-12. Started off with little lemon heads. I like to call it uh, College Throwback Weekend. Is dedicated, of course, to Mikey Boy and Rob Cross, my two college rock buddies. Loving the CR. 
866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Let's start it off with Ryan right away. Hey, Ryan. Hey, I'll make this a quick one, man. Every time I hear that song, I laugh my ass off. Uh, back in college, uh, me and my roommate convinced uh, one of our buddies, who was a real straight-laced dude, pre-med, to uh, come and drink some beers at the finals. Then we convinced him to get a little high. And then the next thing you know, we're shrooming our asses off. We got some mushrooms. And this dude was wigging out. We sent Ray off in the rain, riding his bike home about 9 o'clock, and never heard from him again. And every time that song plays, I just die, man. Still bully. Shame about Ray. You are a fucking, seriously, you're a head bully. Where you like to go, this guy can't keep up with us. Let's fucking dominate his fragile eggshell mine. By the way, Kathleen from the Bronx also loves the Lemonheads, and she wants people to know that she college rocks. It's College Rock Club. It is. We should start a little College Rock Club, and everybody get early REM haircuts, and run around that way. Travel by bus. Travel by bus with no air conditioning, because we're a college rock band. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. I don't know what it is about people that are into psychedelics, but they love fucking tripping with somebody with a weak head. It fucking makes them laugh their asses off. It's great. It just, just fuck with them a little bit. Come on. It's great entertainment. It's a fucking, you know, it's a weird thing because, and I would, I hate to even fucking say this, but a lot of times when I trip for the first time in my life, I would become, like, hyper-aware of other people's feelings. So, like, when I'm... Because I don't fucking fall into the whole embarrassment thing. I don't even believe in it. But if I was tripping and I saw someone get embarrassed, I would have, uh... I guess there's no other word but empathy. And I fucking hated it. That was like, dude, fucking bring it up because I can't fucking... I'm not going down with you. Bring it the fuck up. All connected. We stay strong. Yes, you're right. All connected. Uh, I, see, I hate to get off into tripping stories because then they don't stop. But I was at this fucking show at Widener College, and we were all sitting on the floor waiting for these bands to come out. Uh, tripping balls. And I don't know, some fucking guy had a pencil either behind his ear or in his pocket. And his friend of mine, we didn't know him. His friend of mine, Reedy, he fucking grabs the guy's pencil and starts yelling, Who brings a pencil? To a concert. And everyone was fucking laughing because he's surrounded by a ton of people. And then he's going to this thing. What do you write the songs down? And the guy was yelling, no, I just had a pencil. Like, he was really uh, fucking pussified, right? About this whole thing. And he was like, no, I just had a pencil with me. And when Marini tried to give it back, he's you keep it. I don't want it. Why would I need a pencil? And he was like, all fucking humiliated. And I had this horrible experience while everybody else is laughing. I'm like, man, it must be fucked up to be that guy right now. <laughs> Holy shit. And I hated that. I fucking that. That was like the worst thing for that me. That ruins it. Why am I putting myself in his weak fucking position? It's the acid juice. It's fucking expanding your brain. It does. It fucking took me to other places that I, you know, it got me out of my own fucking zone there for a second. And that's when I just started chanting college rock, college rock. I don't care <laughs> wow. who it is. I want some young motherfuckers all dressed in black, fucking guitars slung over their shoulders, feeling the fucking weight of the world up there. You know, just carrying the fucking weight of the world's karma. Oh, hell yeah. With their fucking we don't shampoo our hair look. All right. 
Anyway, that was today's trip story. I hate to fucking get into them because if you're not careful, then, you know, other people tell their trip stories now. Let's all top. Let's all be toppers. I feel like I did it to that last caller. That's okay. Well, you know, one time I was tripping. Let's see, oh. that's what I don't. Go, go ahead. Go ahead, tell it. Go ahead. Oh, well, is that a Mo show? And some guy was like, I got all this acid, but I don't want to sell it. This guy in the middle of the crowd, so he just starts dosing people left and right. I take all. I take some few hits of acid, and then towards the end of the show, like I was, this was a set break, so right. I'm gonna have hours ahead of me after the show. To right, that's a fucking. Out. You didn't fucking plan it properly. <laughs> no, not at this all. This was just, unplanned. I just heard free acid. Really? I take it. So towards the end, I'm, I'm peeking as the show's ending, and I, for the entire night, my hands are purple. Like I'm looking at my hands, and oh, they're fucking sick. purple, and I'm losing my shit. And then I end up in a bar with like a bunch of people who aren't tripping. Oh, that's and bad it's too. a fucking nightmare. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, I'm trying uh, to booze, trying to get myself down. It's not working because you're on ass. Well, you ever notice this? Like, if you have a, you're tripping with a buddy, and you guys go to a fucking place where people aren't tripping, you kind of have it in your mind that your friend is fucking acting crude. Like, you'll just <laughs> judge him. You're like, hey, look, I want to apologize for him. He's I'm acting done. like a fucking animal. Sorry. And people are like, what? The way he's sitting there, fucking, you know, <laughs> scratching at himself, glaring around. It's awful. I understand. Please let everyone know they're safe. This is a fucking safe zone. I'll take responsibility for it. You hold my knife, all right? I want you to feel fucking safe. Hold my fucking knife right now. Your eyes look Now I've made you. myself defenseless so you can feel better. I hate acid stories. They're just, they, they, they're just fucking endless. Oh, yeah. They're just endless. All right, it's the Ron and Fez show. Um, mono Boy is out today with his mono. Yeah. All he wanted to do was work a couple days, spread it as much as he could. Get everyone fucking sick. Guess who now? Yeah, you've been on the I Have Mono kick? Yeah, I have mono. Guess who comes in with a fucking head full of fucking wheeziness? Our own Fed Watley. Oh. I am convinced I have the mono. I have, I'm congested, scratchy throat, my glands are swollen, I can feel the pain if anyone would like to feel my glands. Why would I want to fucking feel your mono glands? In my neck and my groin, I am convinced I have the mono. What? What do you mean you're groin? Why would the what? fuck the groin doesn't play into it at all? Groin? But you have glands, you have fucking, lymph nodes there. Your fucking glands are fucking swollen in your groin because you're not emptying that bag. You gotta drain that shit. Uh, let's go over here to Luke. Luke, you're on my face. Hey, good morning, boys. Hey. Alright, so, the one and only time if uh, we're in the mood for tripping stories. Oh, please don't. Um... One and only time I ever did it, uh, ended up calling my parents from Jesus. a party in the middle of the night. Oh, Jesus. But the only words that came out of my mouth was, Mom, I'm tripping, I'm dying, bye. I hung up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Worst fucking son ever. I, the entire party, you know, my buddy's house, everyone had to leave. Uh, either the cops or my parents were coming. So my friends decided to put me in my car with my 15-year-old brother to drive me home. I uh, jumped out of the car a couple times on the way. Um, my brother finally gets me home, and uh, parents are standing in the middle of the driveway. And uh, Thorazine, I hope. I'm sorry? With some Thorazine? <laughs> well, they hogtied me because uh, I was going crazy in the house. 
called the called the ambulance and so forth, and I pretty much spent entire night tripping, uh, handcuffed and shackled to a hospital bed, and uh, with one of your favorite things as well, a uh, catheter. Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> Why the catheter? Yep. Because I wouldn't pee. They kept telling me to pee in a cup, and I've got doctors and cops and parents all, like, with, you know, telling me to pee, and in my head, I can't wrap... <laughs> Obviously, as you know, can't wrap my head around the situation, and so I just kind of went catatonic. So they put a catheter in me to get a urine sample. Yeah, it doesn't do any fucking good for anybody. All right, look, you're the world's worst. You're coming from California, home of the weekhead. What part of California? Uh, Los Angeles. See, that's uh, the fucking thing. I would never trip in Los Angeles. San Francisco, yes. Los Angeles, no. Never would do it. All right, thanks, dude. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Now, to younger people, please, don't fucking emulate this. You grew up on fucking video games and pop rocks and fucking Transformers. The last thing you want to do is leave this fucking universe. You stay in that small fucking cocoon of a 12-year-old mind that you fucking kept for yourself in a glass jar. I can smoke some DMT, maybe. No, I don't want them doing DMT. <laughs> they are not fucking ready. Sean, you're on run fez Hey, Ronnie, uh, before I tell you my story, I just want to tell you I'm smoking a Rocky here, mm, Rocky Patel, okay. uh, and I was tripping in New Brunswick uh, on mushrooms, and I was wearing a cast on my broken foot, and I walked to the gas station wearing a samurai sword on my belt. <laughs> I, <laughs> like, you're fucking walking around seriously like kung fu. I swear to God. and I kept This ain't Kill Bill, man. You're in fucking New Brunswick. My cast. Oh. I was collecting souls, and then there were these black guys leaning on my truck. So instead of chopping their heads off, I kept turning the remote start on and off. And they were like, what the fuck? And I was going to use it and sneak attack them. But instead, my, my friends made me go back upstairs. Seriously, the last thing I want when I'm fucking tripping is a samurai sword. <laughs> because the fact is, you got to use it once you fucking have it. The urge must have been just incredible. I would love to. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right, talk to you later. It's fucking impossible. It's fucking impossible. Uh, all right, these are awful stories. Let's just move on. We'll get away from it. Hey, JJ, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, buddies. Yeah. Hey, uh, back in the 90s, we did some assets. Didn't have anywhere to go, so we decided to go to the cheap motels around Disneyland. Smart idea. We heard, yeah, we heard a motorcycle outside. I was convinced it was the Hell's Angels, and then we started hearing gunfire. Turned out it was fireworks and one guy in a moped. <laughs> See, this is weak L.A. minds. You don't want to fucking trip with these guys. They fucking, they, they check into some goddamn $35 a night flea bag, and they're worried about the Hell's Angels, Manson. Fuck yeah, Manson time. God knows what they're going to fucking do to you. Someone starts to bring up the helter-skelter story. You need to have a little fucking nature out there. Uh, Corey, you're on the run of Fez show. Yeah, it's a shame about Ray. Yeah, uh, it reminded Ray. me back in 94 or 5, I had a poster in my dorm room and it said, hate friends. And uh, I was in the engineering school in uh, NDSU. But... People would come into my room and they'd see that poster and they would trip because they'd be like, why do you have a poster up that says hate your friends? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know, but 
you're thinking about, aren't you? Uh, it's not a great story. Yeah, where did all this happen at? Uh, North Dakota State University. See, that's fucking, that's a North Dakota. You know, you got nowhere to go, nothing to do. You're not even looking, you don't even have music on. You're just staring at a fucking poster trying to figure it out. The fucking wasteland out there. Jesus. You got to be fucking careful who and where you trip. It's a very fucking important thing. I wouldn't mind becoming a professional travel agent and helping people with their fucking trips, <laughs> walking them through it, making great. it happen properly. I was at a house party. Some kid came by randomly with like a fucking <laughs> visine ball full of acid. I was like, all right, I'll take four or five hits. Sure. You ever turn anything down? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the fucked up part is the kid who I was, house I was at, I was trusting, kicked me out about three hours later, and I had to ride the subways by myself tripping till fucking about seven, eight in the morning. I finally got home and ate a bunch of uh, Tylenol DM oh, and nice. then started vomiting and passed out. <laughs> Sure, landing gear. <laughs> Fucking put together quick landing gear. Again, with a good travel agent, you're not going to end up in these kind of problems. Thank you. Um, let's go over to Travis, your manifest. What's going on, boys? About eighth grade, uh, I took a couple hits of acid before I realized there was school that day. Halfway through the day, I started tripping balls and found out I had to go to a mandatory drug test from another incident. Started laughing my balls off through there and then started slowly eating a notebook full of paper for absolutely no reason. Now, the acid would never show up, right? You're free from that. Uh, I they, if The mandatory drug test was from getting caught smoking pot right. on, on the football thing. They actually never tested me because it was one of those, uh, you know, kind of like a counseling thing. They couldn't tell anybody, you know, uh, what the hell you call it, like patient doctor privilege kind of a thing. Right. But... Oh, I, did, I ate an entire hundred sheet of notebook paper sitting there laughing my balls off. <laughs> thinking it would help. We used yeah. to fucking trip in school for some reason, too, thinking it was a good idea. I Jesus. don't know why. It was just as easy to leave. <laughs> but I was acting like, all right, let's take it in the morning. We'll leave around fucking midday or whatever. And, like, I remember so many times, as soon as it would fucking hit, I'd be sitting in the fucking class with just that trying to fucking keep the grin down, you know? Oh, yeah. A door would open. My fucking friend Church would just point at me. <laughs> oh! Right? <laughs> Doing one of those things, right? Yeah. Where I'm like, there's just fucking 30 dumb kids, and the teacher's standing, he's like, right? Huh? You feeling it? Now, right? <laughs> now. And then doing some kind of a, you know, acting like oh, we're yeah. taking off. Fuck yeah. You're like, dude, why are we here? There's so, uh, again, you need a travel agent. You don't want to do this. Well, somebody, you know, the Indians were always fucking smart enough to, like, um, put the whole thing together. You know, they watched their diet before, they steamed it out, it they did stuff, they had music, they had people with the same head. There always be somebody who wasn't tripping, like, hey, all right, everything's cool here, you know, <laughs> just keeping it together. And, you know, that's what uh, Paul Provenza was trying to fucking promote that, like, you know, drugs have always been around and they've always been used. There's always been things like Moses is tripping. I'm like, yeah, but they're not playing video games and watching fucking Cartman on TV. You know, they they went after it properly looking for something. Where Americans, we're just like, hey, let's fucking trip balls, play music loud, yeah, and laugh our asses let's off. have a jam. And get, and get nowhere. Just fucking head nowhere. Here's Brian, your manifest. Brian. Hello, yes, hi. Um, four of us at the Jazz Fest in New Orleans back in, I think, 96 or 97. 
and uh, we took a bunch of strong acid and really, uh, you know, before we went in and uh, got to the jazz fest, sat down on the blanket, you know, rolled a joint, smoked it, everything was fine. Couldn't figure out why no one was next to us. The, you know, the blanket we're sitting on is bubbling, the Coke cans are breathing, it's just a right. real cracking good time, you know. And uh, all of a sudden, after we sat there and smoked this joint, and we couldn't figure out, hey, where's all the people that, you know, it's supposed to be this big community thing. We looked above us, and the sign said, Welcome to Jazz Fest. We didn't even make it in. We sat right down <laughs> in the gate. That's so fucking great. <laughs> and and to this day, we all still kind of look at each other and say, Yeah, remember that? Fun. <laughs> you know, what's really funny about it, too, though, is like, People think acid and jazz is a good idea, but I think jazz is just too improvisational. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. You yeah, really you know. need a little more of an anchor than just go out to some fucking jazz thing and you're like, wait, is this still the same song? You know, because all the songs run that together. Will freak you the fuck out. Yeah. I mean, it's a fish shows where I wasn't know what the fuck was going on during like a really long jam. I was like, wait, a minute, is this still the same song? Well, you get into that fucking mode where you've kind of warped space and time. So the fucking things is going faster than slowing down, faster than slowing down. And you're fucking, you know, you're looking around, you're going like this. All right, tell me the fucking truth. Was the Matrix real? And if that's fucking it, you know, I always hate when someone does any of that fucking shit or gets the idea let's put on 2001 no yeah. no keep me away from the wizard of oz pink floyd gimmick i don't want to try to fucking figure it out i need to slide on this i need to just fucking have the freedom to slide back and forth don't fucking seriously don't fucking put my mind into a wet nap and then fucking throw it against the wall. I don't need that right now. Your fucking mind's already fucking blazing and just totally whacked out from all the drugs you just ate. I, there's so many times I had to fucking say to people before, dude, we are fucking tripping. This is not the time for the conversation you've just started. Well, you guys shut people down all the fucking time. Wait, I what? don't want to no, talk about your dead grandfather and where do you think? And did he just walk through here? Just fucking, hey, hey, hey. Save that for a fucking weekday, dude. <laughs> Again, we need a travel agent. Um, here's Hard Rock Johnny. Johnny. Rowdy, I think that the acid tripping travel agency may be. <laughs> Next to smoke pants, the greatest invention ever. Well, you know, here's the thing, Johnny. They uh, people don't want to fucking do it properly, but I think it needs to be done with somebody outside that isn't even necessarily tripping with you, but somebody that's got to because we know there's some amount of importance to poisoning your fucking brain like that. Yeah, so you we're, we're so fucking close to breaking through. It's you know, and and like someone like me, like I was gonna ask, like what age do you think you should probably stop tripping? But if you had like an acid coach, like you, you know what I mean, like to to help you through what may be a little rough patch in a trip, you probably can do it at any point. Like I, I you know, it's been years and years, and you know when you're a kid, you're you know, what did you have to worry about? You know what I mean? Like I was the last time I tripped was probably in college, at least knowingly and willingly. And, and, you know, it was great because what the hell did I have to worry about? Nothing. You know, we ate some acid. We turned on the door soundtrack on repeat for like sure. six hours. And we just ran around our house. We played volleyball. We just fucked around. And, you the know, soft we, parade you know, can be very fucking helpful tool for any yeah. travel agent out there. Yeah. It, it's, you just, you know, you need somebody. Like, I mean, 
to walk you through it because you, you know I think you got too much as you get older you got too much on your mind like you'd be but, tripping all of a sudden you start thinking about your bills that you gotta pay I that know. doesn't have any fun but at the same time like I started at 14 that's way too earlier how old? Uh, 14 I wish that I would have had a little chance to have some philosophy into my life some spirituality into my life just a couple of fucking things that I could have taken with me you know just something to say, okay, here's, you know, some reality that we have. Yeah, I think I think all that stuff, even when I was... I had I Jim. Jim was always going to be there. Right. You know, it, it, even at the age of, like, you know, like I said, I was in college. I mean, at 21, 20, you don't really know as much in the life experience as you have, you know, now. And I think, you know, in some of that stuff now would be kind of cool. Because you could kind of look, have a little bit more kind of an introspective look as you're doing all this stuff okay. in your body. All right, brother. All right, man. Later. This is why I hate to start asset fucking stories. They just never go away. Everybody's got a topper. And quite frankly, everybody's is funny. Of course, it's only funny most of the time after. At the time, it's uh, horrifying. Yeah, at the time, it's fucking too real. Very scary. <laughs> One is to sleep and the other to travel. One is abandoned up in the hills. One is to love your neighbor till his wife gets home. Wonder if you can petition the Lord with prayer. Petition the Lord with prayer. Nah, you can't petition the Lord with prayer. How many signatures are going to Nursery bones. Winter women growing stones. Carrying babies to the river. Streaks and shoes. Avenues. Leather riders selling news. What the monk buy? The monk bought lunch. Yeah, he bought a little. This is it, best part of the trip. This is the best part. I really like. What did he say? This is when you're up and riding it now. You're on the fucking king snake. Don't slide down. to be part of this number. Successful hills are here to stay. What the fuck's that mean? Everything must be this way. Gentle streets where people play. Welcome to the soft parade. All our lives we sweat and say. For a shallow grave Must be something else we say
heads back together. Hey, Chris, you're on the Run of Face show. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, man. Uh, it was probably about 2003, and I was at the Bonnaroo Festival. A couple of me and my buddies decided to eat a shitload of mushrooms. We are sitting there having a good time watching a band called the Disco Biscuits. Sure. And we're having a good time. We're peeking. I'm like, I look over, and I see a, uh, like a pretzel stand. I'm like, oh, that'd be a good idea. We'll go over there and get a pretzel. Bad idea, because I got lost. Couldn't find my friend's. I started freaking out, had no cell phone back then, so no sense of security, couldn't contact anybody. 
I'm like, I'm going to go find my tent, I guess. Another bad idea, because you cannot find a tent at 3 in the morning and with like 100,000 people. So I started walking in circles, and then I see this guy at like a medic tent, and he has a map. I'm like, oh, thank God. Can you show me where this section is at? He's like, yeah, he's going to go up there, make a right, make a left, make a left up there, go right. And there's like middle lights. So I feel like I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm walking. I see another medic tent. I come up, I'm like, oh, shit, dude. It's the same guy just looking back at me. I'm like, dude, you were just here five minutes ago. What's wrong with you? I'm like, oh, God. So I just went and laid down by a tree and tried to go to sleep, and that was the end of my night. So so really, this is just a lost trip. Yeah, it the, was it was awful. What does he need, Hicks? Travel agent. That's what he needs. He needs a travel agent. You got to go book it through Ronnie B. Maybe we'll be able to do this. Maybe you're able to pull it off. Uh, Sean, you're on Fez. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Yeah. So I'm going to my friend's house. We're tripping balls on acid. I don't make you a bad person. His sister's boyfriend is a Mexican gangster guy. He's making menudo for the next day. And on the counter is a giant skinless cow head with its eyes bulging and blood everywhere. And we're just going, okay, this is enough for us as it is. And then he asked us, can you help us put it in this trash bag? So me and my boys are holding this bloody cow head over a trash bag. Two of them get squeamish, and it drops through the bag and splats on the floor. And it's this giant bloody cow smiley head just staring up at us, glowing with the full rainbow. It was our first time to do acid, too. Dude, let me tell you something. Fucking tripping in Texas is redundant because uh, <laughs> that whole goddamn place, seriously, is peyote. It, it, well, it got it got better. It got to be our first night to do coke right after that. Uh, you don't want to fucking mix the two. See, this is why you oh, need a travel agent. Last thing you want to do is fucking start mix it up. Jesus Christ, no. Purify, my friend. Fucking purify. Maybe some alcohol. Uh, let's go over to uh, let's go over to Bill. Bill, you're on Yeah, my cousin got his hands on some. Uh, research chemical called TCB, <laughs> and we popped it at his uh, frat house, and things started getting pretty serious. Started laughing, threw up a little bit. He's like, "We need a safe house," so we went over to his buddy's house, and we're sitting there in the living room, and out walks this fucking cat. I swear to God, it looked like it was seventy-five pounds. I thought it was a Bengal cat. <laughs> <laughs> My friends laughed, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" You know, here's the thing here, and you're always going to like people like, hey, how can I throw up first? Because you fucking poisoned yourself. Your body's attempting to to fucking reject what your mind has fucking desires so much. You ate a bunch of mystery chemicals, <laughs> and now your fucking brain is on fire. Seriously, you have, <laughs> you, your brain—it's almost like your fucking body's trying to fucking puke your brain out on the fucking street for fucking betraying it so badly. How fucking strange everything is. Uh, Frank, you're on Fez. Hey, Ron. Hey, Fez. Hey, um, this is right up your alley. I mean, first time I tripped was at a Blue Oyster Cult show. And, you know, those boys are from New York City. And uh, Long Island, but okay. When they started hitting Godzilla and all the other good show, good songs. All the stuff I you mean, heard my... on the radio. What? Go ahead. Oh, okay. And, uh, shit, the only thing that goes good with, uh, with, uh, acid is beer and pot. 
don't want to mix anything else. Well, you know, there's sometimes occasionally you need some landing gear, but the last thing you need is anything speedy. You don't want any meth or coke. Actually, I'm going to point out to the young people, none of you want any drugs because you fucking, seriously, you're a bunch of video game heads and I don't want you to fucking confuse yourselves. Let's get gagged and play Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah, that's the last thing you need. <laughs> you fucking young Columbine weirdos walking around in trench coats fucking weirding out the straight people. Stop it. I don't even know how this uh, started off, and I wish it didn't. Uh, Rob, Rob, you're on Fez. Hey, how's it going, buddies? Hey. Saw a great film last night, On Demand. That would be Red State, Kevin Smith, best film ever. My vote for best film of the year so far. If Michael Parks doesn't get best actor for The Pastor... There's no justice in this world. Michael Parks was so on fire during that film that I actually want to go back and rewatch the whole film because I ended up just watching him no matter what else was happening in the scene. You know what I mean? Uh, like, have you consulted with Westboro Baptist Church on the film? Because I, I think they would love it. Uh, well, we've I think they're mad at us. We've got some calls into him. We haven't talked to him in a while. Yeah. And I now tried. it just looks like we're pestering him to tease him. I have about four or five numbers I've tried. <laughs> Put Earl in it. I think, didn't Earl have the original connection? Yeah, and I, I got some numbers from him. Too. Tell him to make the call, because they like talking to black people. Okay. A lot of times people are like, oh, I have a black friend. I know what it's like. I like to do it. I love to come into a place with black friends and go like this. Hey, how are you? He's my black friends. How much does that surprise you? See how I'm rolling in here? But that freaks them fuck out. Yeah, it's nice. <coughs> what well, makes people kind of fucking... Rejudge you. They, had, they were like, oh, wait, I judge you the wrong way. Oh, wow. I didn't think I'd see you hanging out with black people. It's a whole new light now. You're like a white Spike Lee, aren't you? And I go, in a way, I guess I am. I really don't want to be known for myself. I want to be known for having black friends. That's the way I want to be judged by society. Oh, really? And I act like it's 1963. And I act like it's tough to get them into restaurants. Even though people are willing to take their coats, I act like, hey, seriously, they're with me, and I don't want to hear any shit about it. Uh, Mike, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron, uh, I got a question for you. I've been sober for five years, but I've always had the uh, sort of the urge, I'd like to do some, uh, some more hallucinogens, like, you know, take LSD, and I don't really feel like that's a drug. That's, uh, I'm just wondering your opinion on that. That's a relapse. Well, it is a drug, and it would be a relapse because you kind of consider yourself, you know, out of control. Now, it was at different times used to treat alcoholism. Right. Um, but in your case, like you just going off and doing it on your own, right. the fucking, you're doing it to party. You're not doing it to have some kind of uh, psychic breakthrough or anything, you know. You're not looking for the next fucking place. You're just yeah, like, hey, I, I want to get fucked up. No, 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 no. I, I, that's what I want to do it for. It sort of, I feel like there is something to the uh, mind expansion. I, I know I've done a lot of acid over over the years, way back. But then it, it would have expanded for you, dude. You would have already broken through. <laughs> All right? Yeah. All right, 10-4. Why don't you bring it up in a meeting? If everybody fucking signs off on it, then I'm wrong. Then I'm 100% wrong. 10-4. Uh, it's been a while since we got a call on a CB. Well, it's always nice. It's always nice. Um, Mike, you're on the Ron Fest show. Ron, are you there? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I just got one uh, quick tripping story here. I was about Please. 14. I took uh, two gel tabs and uh, smoked a blunt. 
I'm just tripping my fucking balls off. And for some reason, my buddy said that we had to go to his parents' house. They're having dinner, and there's like a fucking full-blown Thanksgiving-style dinner going around there. There's fucking aunts, uncles, grandparents. Everybody's there. I have like one scoop of corn, one scoop of mashed potatoes, a little fucking dish piece of turkey, and everybody's fucking staring at me asking, well, why aren't you eating? Why aren't you eating? And I'm just fucking flipping out. I got the fuck out of there. You're not going to believe this. I at The first fucking time I got off, because it was a Sunday, me and my friends ate before fucking dinner. We ate LSD 25, and I tried to you know make sure I got off after dinner, but it fucking came on me <laughs> while I was with my fucking parents. Oh, God. And I watched them, you know... I watched them turn into balloon heads, and I had just a <laughs> tiny bit of fucking stuff, and they're all like, <laughs> and all of a sudden, the fucking door rings, and it's my friend, and he's like, let's fucking get out of here, and I'm just like, I gotta go, he needs me. He fucking, <laughs> something's going on with him right now, you know, I'm just over-explaining some yeah. crazy thing, something's going on, I don't know what happened with his family, I gotta go. Oh, Jesus. This is your fucking weirdness there's nothing worse nothing dumber on the planet than fucking suburban kids i mean it's got to be the stupidest fucking thing in the world it should fucking flow on some kind of a a, a mental chart where as you get past idiot and fucking moron and all these actual things that finally you just end up at the very bottom as dumb as you can get suburban teenager just fucking flat out stupid. Just disrespectful and f just dumb as fucking old oatmeal. Well, nothing else to get fucked up, though, out there, right? Ain't nothing to do around here, man. Why don't you fucking help? Hang what? on, this parking lot, though. Well, yeah, the parking lot up at Locust Hill School. Who isn't going to fucking want to stand out there all night? And then every, you know, twice a fucking night when the cops come in, we ain't doing nothing. We just fucking sitting here. Shut the fuck up. How about this? Get a job at night. You fucking morons. Third shift, motherfucker. Do something. And I always uh, fucking was doing that thing, man. You know, when I look back on these days, I'm going to remember all the great times. I fucking barely remember shit. I remember it was just flashes like you would in any blackout. Basically at about a seven, eight year blackout. Happens. Ray, you're on my face. Ray. Hey, how's it going, Ron? Uh, I just got a tripping story uh, back when I was in college. I took a couple tabs of acid and decided I wanted to do some reading for my English class figured that was going to be a way I was going to remember that shit a little better. So I'm reading the book, and uh, suddenly, reading the page, the words turn into Arabic characters. Yeah, and I'm just sitting there flipping through the book. The entire book is in Arabic for about five minutes. Yeah, you just lost all focus. Your eye is fucking unfocused. I tried to read a street before. I'm not even fucking making it up. Just the patterns in the street. And like people are going, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, just shut up. It's really fucking important. I'm about to... I don't know what I thought. I thought I was going to read some fucking message from the universe. Oh, yeah. Something that opened up like I was going to get a clue. What a dumb fucking moron. I, that happened to me once. I got stuck staring at a, a crack in the sidewalk. I was candy flipping. Ate a bunch of molly and acid. 
and uh, I was in like some projects. So I'm outside. I had to like lead the party. I was like, I can't be around you people right now. And uh, I just started a crack in the street for like an hour and a half. Then went back in and walked into the wrong apartment. Sure. You're not my fucking huge, poor-faced friends. <laughs> just giant fucking pores wherever you look. Why is why is the focus become so amazing on that? It's like you got a fucking microscope for eyeballs. It's kind of awesome. If you weren't tripping, like if you're just using it. <laughs> Jesus, do any of our listeners not do asset? I can't even stand these phones right now. <laughs> just trying to get away from this. It's on the upswing. It's coming back. <laughs> Back in a big, big way, apparently. Um, Dusty, you're on my fez. Hey, guys. Uh, I read a Rolling Stone article about a year or two ago all about uh, acid and how how much weaker it is these days because it's used as a party drug, whereas back in the 60s, where they're kind of the goal was for mind expansion, it was way stronger. I don't think the suburban kids these days could handle that stuff back then. Well, that's there's some truth to that, but there's also a thing of... These guys that are making acid certainly don't want to bring the fucking feds to their house in two days. And if you start having children fucking flipping out all over the countryside like what used to happen, this mindless fucking jabbering going on at every school, <laughs> they, you know, they're going to Homeland Security your ass. Yeah, they'll fucking zo zoom in on them real quick, bust them up. So this makes a nice weak acid. Yeah, Everybody for the weak acid for the weak heads. <laughs> A weak generation, fucking weak mind. You can't give these fucking slack jaws any fucking 25. You're going to give these fucking, seriously, grown babies four-way? They'll melt in front of you. Erase their fucking brains. They'll never come back. This guy I knew... I thought he was a class orange juice. So whenever you push him, they can Oh, stop. That was in health class. He thought he was an orange. He didn't want anybody to touch him. Why do they got to... Why do fucking health teachers got to lie like assholes? I do say this. I remember, like, being a little kid when they would first try to do the drug, like the dare stuff in school and any of that. It was the first time in my entire career as a student, before or after, the only time I ever took notes. Based suddenly on my full attention. I'm fucking sitting up front. Well, no, hold on. Let's go through over that again. Methamphetamine. Spell that, please. Pros and cons. So this is powder form. Hmm. Interesting. Gets right on you, does it? Jump right on you? Immediately. And I've known people like, I mean, I'm like, you know, my friends did trucks. I, I never did. I, I never even understood that mentality. I admire it. But I never understood it. It's a really end of the sobriety, I guess. Some people like to keep control. Other people go like this. How can I hurt myself as quickly as possible? What can I destroy any of the gifts God has given me on this planet? This is going to hurt, right? Okay, good. Yeah, all right, good. It's like if you just took a, uh, like they were handing out guns and you just stuck it in your mouth and pulled the trigger. <laughs> and then I went, well, what if I put it up to this nostril? <laughs> it's the same exact shit. Everybody's got all these fucking weird stories. Uh, Brian, you're a manifest. Hey, Ronnie. What's hey, up? so uh, I could write a whole book on chipping anecdotes, but uh, yeah, nobody would read it. Yeah, I'd love to write it. Um, and the first time we took, mu took mushrooms, though, me and my buddy Peggy, 
we used to get like an ace bag, and uh, it's like 11 in the morning, and we're sitting on the couch with this hippie mama watching daytime TV. And we like pass the bag, and each of us keeps going back into the bathroom. So we're like, you feel it? No. You feel it? No. So we're going in the bathroom and eating more and eating more. And like an hour and a half passes by, and we just thought we got bunked, so... We went out, and uh, as soon as we started moving, that's when I think it started kicking in. So, man, it was just a uh, tunnel vision the rest of the day. And then uh, a little bit later that day, we get a uh, get with our buddy, another buddy who's got a car, and we're clam baking in the car. And he wants to go up to the gas station, and I, I decided I had to hide my uh, my shroom, the rest of my shroom. So I'm walking into my garage, and I'm putting them up on a table and then I'm walking away and I'm going through you to find them and I kept turning around and doing that over and over again until finally I threw them in a horse pasture <laughs> and uh, after I walked away from that I realized what the fuck I did and hopped the fence running out there looking around for my shrooms but yeah man too much the fucking bad ideas that you got I'll just throw it over here where it'll be safe um Let's go over to Liz. Liz, you're on my face. Hey, um, I just wanted to talk about something. I don't know if you've heard of DMT. Yeah, I'm familiar with it. Mm -hmm. um, well, I read a lot of studies, um, especially by a man named Terrence McKenna, um, and they did these, uh, these blind tests, and people from all ages, all cultural backgrounds, when you, when you take the medicine um, intravenously, they um, all went to the same place. It's first everything becomes very honeycomb-like, and everything breaks down into these little segments, and then you travel almost down a tunnel, and you see like these things. He calls them self-transforming machine creatures. The, that's the ones that they're kind of spitting out, like inventions instead of words. Yeah, they, it's like a telepathic type connection, and they welcome you there. I've done, I've, I've smoked it, um, used in a different form using um, MAOI inhibitors um, to to uh, get there, and it, I've I've actually seen these these same beasts. Now, had, did, these had you experience. had you seen them before you read about it, or after? I've seen them before. All right, that makes and, it more interesting to me because I was wondering, like, if it was something that was just in your mind. All right, I I read some of this stuff, but I've never read a book by him. Do you have anything I could check out? Oh man, I can't just uh, just look him up. His last name is McKenna. Yeah, and I, I've read some of the stuff online about him, and I had a very slight, weird DMT thing when I was very, very young, uh, but wasn't specific to what you're talking about. And it, it, it only lasts about about a few minutes. Right. It's hard to tell. Maybe about five minutes. It's good to have someone there with you. Um, but it's, it's an extremely spiritual experience, and um, I wouldn't trade my experiences for the world. And I was interested in it, so I started reading. I think he's a, he's a good jumping off point. He sounds a little odd, but you can uh, going from there, you can find some more. Uh, other studies that I, I find are really interesting to read about. All right, if anybody has them, send them to me at ronafezadeaol.com. Ronafezadeaol.com. I'll send yeah. you some stuff. All right, thanks, son. Bye-bye. Right, bye. Um, that whole thing again, like, I'm sure there's been government studies on this stuff that we just don't know about. But, again, like, the government is the one that introduced even LSD to people. Oh, yeah, I heard old stories. Then, like, a uh, truth serum or whatever. That was one of the... Well, they would just go, what would all these dudes do if they fucking ate acid? How would they act? 
<laughs> and if we give it, and then, you know, we'll give it to prisoners and see what we can do with it. But first, let's try it on these Marines without telling them. Here you go. Just take this, guys. Just fuck a sugar cube. And uh, one of the guys, I think he was either doing a study on it or whatever or fucking something. They, he either jumped or was thrown out of the fucking river at the, uh, out of the window at the uh, Hotel Pennsylvania right around the corner from here. There's a lot of weird stories about this shit. And then even McKenna, I think when he, he uh, died, there was some weirdness about that as if, you know, there's some people that believe that when people get these diseases and stuff, it's because it's been implanted on, on them from the outside. Oh, yeah. Someone just fucking injected them with it. But who knows? Who know. can ever tell? You know, you you can start and ride that fucking conspiracy thing and, you know, end up becoming a nut with it. Some of it's kind of believable. You don't believe anything. That's the problem with you, though. I'm just saying. Let's say, oh, okay. If you're just saying, you're just saying. Say the Bilderbergs from the government. All right, acid heads. I gave you an hour of the show. You're not getting any more from me. We got Mono just whipping its way through the fucking studio it's here rampant, today. Rampant fucking Mono. Look up and down the fucking halls, and people are just passed out and laying in their own puke and piss. And shit. I didn't notice the shit. Is there shit, though? Yeah, there was someone passed out, uh, stomach down, and there was a dark spot in their pants. Okay. That's what they get for wearing white after Labor Day. We will, uh, by the way, that was our own Fez Watley. How you doing today, Big Cat? I'm getting there, other than this mono that I'm infected with now. All right. Well, why don't we take a break here? We'll come back and get into your head, all right? Okay. What are you going to do? Yahoo News? You get something on the outside. Um, a little Yahoo, some stories about Sarah Palin that are out in a new book. Yeah, I heard about that book. Uh, we'll be right back. It's the Ron Fez Show. The Shindu. It's yesterday. It's tonight, right? Better be. After that ball drops, I'm going to grab a slut and I'm just going to pee in her butt. Yeah, buddies, it's the Ron Fez Show. Uh, we're going to run the Unmasked tomorrow with Kathleen Madigan. Very, very funny. Uh, lady, uh, a lot of great stories, a lot of political stuff. I didn't expect it, but uh, she's very much into the Republican GOP uh, and what they're doing right now. Uh, I would say this mainly she does it for sporting reasons, but um, <laughs> she's got a lot of really, really funny insights. I think, uh, didn't we, we've got a piece of that played that we're uh, playing as a promo, right? Yeah. Uh, so we'll run that tomorrow, too. To uh, kick off on Mass Weekend, Fez is looking at some uh, more good names for us. You're uh, filling in for Zeitz why he's uh, taking the spleen attack? Well, uh, you know, you don't want a mono person uh, infecting anyone that might come in as a guest, so hopefully. Didn't you tell us that you had mono too, though? I haven't been confirmed yet, but I'm sure I have it. It's like working at Contagious. Yeah. It's over. There's going to be a shot of serious no one in here. You know, I heard ONA talking about it today. I hope they're not joking because the kid is wretchedly sick with mono. Yeah. I know I have never had it before. None of us it. have ever had it before. Nope. Rob Cross tells us that we're all safe. But what's he basing that on? Folklore? Superstition? College rock is what he's basing it on. <laughs> Look, I happen to like college rock myself. I know, but they're not doctors. Aren't they? They're doctors of college rock. <laughs> professors, if you will. 
We should do a college rock show and just call ourselves the professors. That's perfect. I don't want to take it away from Fed Watley because you weren't really involved in that first hour fest because that was one of those things that you don't have a background in. No, I've never tripped in my life. Um, it's odd for you not to have fun, but in this one case, it's a no fun area for you. Uh, last night's Big Brother, as predicted by me, Rachel was the winner, but much closer than it should have been. Those mean girls are heartless. Yeah, women are the worst. And Adam, you're one of the fucking mean girls. You went by personality rather than game. It's one thing, like, I hate Rachel, but to give that money to fucking Portia? Come on. You brought embarrassment to fucking the entire fucking city of Hoboken. And the other thing is, I don't know why you think we don't watch all season. You went into the place screaming about metal. You came out last night screaming about metal. But in between all that time, you didn't do it at all. I may call that a poser right now. Yeah, the only screaming he did was for Tori Spelling. And crying and just being so happy to be near her. Really weird. Playing a Teddy. Teddy comes back, hey, everybody, metal. I think you can only yell about metal if you're in a metal band, not because you happen to be a fan. You got to play the fucking shit. Yeah, I think to go to that extreme. You got to shred. <laughs> you got to be ready. Seriously, you got to be ready to shred. I guarantee you he's probably going to be on Eddie Trunk's show. Next season. But at least he quit screaming about bacon. But again, he didn't do any of that screaming all season, just going in and coming out. Like, we weren't aware what happened <laughs> over the season. And then uh, says, with a, a fucking deadpan, I would have won. By the way, I want to thank everybody for all the Terrence McKenna stuff they've sent in. We've got terrific fucking... Uh, I'm going to look into some of this. Perhaps Six and I will do a show on DMT uh, one weekend. Oh. It's one of the great things about being here. I could just say I have an idea for a special and be able to do it. I know I also, a bunch of DMT heads. I also am interested in this other book people have been sending me called The uh, Spirit Molecule um, that was written by Dr. Rick Strassman. Rick Strassman. So I got the McKenna books lined up, the Strassman book. No spoiler alert for what, Big Brother? It was on last night. It was an hour and a half. Yeah. It's like saying fucking the following day you're not allowed to talk about Monday Night Football. This was a live show. Spoiler alert counts for during the season, if you're catching up on an episode. I think at the finales there... Everyone knows finale night, and then that's fair game. I had to go out to a movie last night called Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Um, normally, I go in a nice fucking room, watch these movies. Yeah, that's screen This room, right? was packed. Oh, jeez. People and their children. Hipsters and their children. Oh, God. Um, like real little kids? Fanboy hipsters, yeah, and three and five years old. Now... I'm going to get into your stories, Fed. Uh, I want to hear the Yahoo news, but I want you to know if this is okay. Sitting in front of me, man, woman, and daughter. Daughter's got to be seven. They break out for her a salad, and it looked like macaroni that she was eating. Uh, now, some of the people around me were upset. I'm like, well, come on. You've been to restaurants before. Because I try to be the fucking, you know, let people live 
as they need. And they go, but this is a smell that doesn't belong here, which is taking over the room. It was taking over the room. I salad. can't get too upset about a salad and some macaroni. It smells like, it's not even like a stinky food, you know? It's. I will say this one time, I'm trying to, well, you might know, you remember the hoagie place in Fort Lauderdale Fez? Um, no, I don't remember the name. Look it up online while I'm talking about it. It was a, some people, I believe they were from Upper Darby. They went down to Fort Lauderdale and they did it the right fucking way. Began, I think it began with an S. But I got on this plane that was all filled with gamblers. We were going to, I think, Tunica, Mississippi. I can't remember. But everybody on the plane was flying there and then being taken directly to this, you know, they bought everybody's tickets. They flew everybody for free there. Nice. The plane's fucking taken off and we're, you know, doing a couple hour flight. This fucking guy brings this hoagie out, starts to eat it. The whole plane smells terrific. I look over at him. I said, I'm going to give you $100 for that fucking hoagie right now. And he wouldn't take it. <laughs> Holy shit. The hell of a fucking hoagie. You know how when you're up in a plane, there's never anything good to eat? Well, now pretzels. all of a sudden you're going to smell a great fucking hoagie? What's the name of it, Fez? La Spadas? That's exactly it. It's a fucking great hoagie. They do it the right way. Are they still down there in Lauderdale? Yes, they are. Yep. Send, send them my best and tell them that they're fantastic. Send them an email and let them know that we're probably going to do a DMT special sometime. Okay. Now I want a real fucking hoagie. The way goddamn Kathleen lives her life. Like, anytime she wants. Yeah, I'm going to think I'm going to go pick up a hoagie. Do I want a cheesesteak? Whatever she wants. Her adult life is like my childhood, just filled with fucking wonderful things. All right. So, Rachel wins. And now this is my other thing. I, You know I never liked Rachel, ever. Right. But she deserved to win. And I like to be a gentleman about the game. The only fucking newbie who did the right thing was my most hated, Shelly. She, once again, pisses off her own fucking team. No one, she had sided with them, went in the house, and then went against them, and cost the person Portia, who she sided with in the house, she cannot stop uh, backstabbing people. <laughs> She's like the fucking scorpion in the fucking frog and scorpion story. She must stay true to her awful nature. She was and, making one last big move in the game, I guess. <laughs> I don't know why big moves ever became important. A big move in football would be tackling your own quarterback. It doesn't make fucking sense. <laughs> play to win, not play to have big moves. And fucking Danny's face when her dad was saying that she can't play the game. She, I've, there was a mixture of hate and fear in her face. You know what I mean? You could tell, I hate my dad, but I want his approval. Oh, she wants it real badly. I don't even know if she realized what she was doing. Just that slow... Oh, shake of the head. What do you mean? She does him. it constant. That's a constant fucking glare with her. She can't help it. That's what gave her away in the game. That's why no one would trust her inside. And then the black chick, everyone's treat me like a slave. No, stop it. Don't bring up slaves in the year 2011. You just stuck at the game. You're a good person. No one thinks you're uh, uh, a slave. All right. So uh, I did all that. Rachel's the big winner. So let's get over to some Yahoo News with our own Fez Watley. Because uh, we got to get you in on this show today, Fezzy. 
There is a new book out about Sarah Palin. National Enquirer is releasing some of the details about it. One of the things is that she had a one-night stand with former NBA uh, guard forward Glenn Rice. And this was nine months before she got married to Todd Palin. So that is out there now. The book also claims that she has a fetish for black guys. Which I don't know if that's a fetish. It seems like it's a type. Well, first of all, what does this book have to do with anything? Whether you're for Palin or against her, how is this book anything? I just don't fucking get why this kind of stuff gets play. And to say, oh, she has a fetish for black guys is a racist fucking statement. It's just racism. All we've known is that maybe she was with one black guy before she was married. It's no one's fucking business. It's nobody's business. But it's almost, it's being said in a way like, oh my God, isn't this disgusting? Well, I think that's what, I think this is what they're going for. They're like trying to trick her into saying, hey, these are bad stories about me and I deny all of them. No, it's not, not bad it's stories. just, it's just, well, she's doing coke and she was with her fucking man when this happened, blah, blah, blah. Some people are going to see it as bad stories. But I, I consider this gossip to be just fucking gossip. It's nothing. It's not going to uh, mean anything to the people who support her because they're just going to think it's the media lying again. And whether it's the truth or not the truth, it's really nobody's fucking business. I mean, I guess it would be people's business if she came out you know, and said my presidency is going to be against interracial marriage. And then it shows that she dates that way. But she's never done that. I don't get the point of the fucking book. I think it's to try to get to slip her up. Again, slip her up for what? Right now, she's not even running for president. And if she was, I don't think these stories would be the business of the American people. My favorite part, though, was the New York Daily News, who got the story wrong from the book, and instead of Glenn Rice, they printed that she had an affair with Jerry Rice. So for no reason, uh, the former 49er was dragged into this. Anderson Cooper's new daytime uh, talk show, doing crappy in the ratings, uh, came out bad ratings first day out. And they were trying to blame that on U.S. Open coverage. Second day, still in the crapper. So I don't, I don't think this show's going to last. If, if there's anything that gets fired faster than daytime talk show hosts, it's maybe NBA coaches. They go faster. Now, didn't you predict this was going to be a hit? I said that this was going to be the one, not the Katie Couric show. This was going to be the heir to Oprah. Now, he already does like a hard news show on CNN every night, right? Yes. Why would he want to do the cheesy daytime show? See, he's very conflicted, I think, because... He'll cover serious news stories, and he'll go to Haiti, and he'll be in the middle of the earthquake, carrying victims out himself, and then he gets so silly with Kathy Griffith and his ridiculous segment that he does on CNN. I don't think he knows what he wants to do. He's trying to be all things, and I think he's got to pick one. I don't know. Sean, you're on Hey, Ronnie. This whole thing with the Sarah Palin biography, exactly what they're doing is, 
they're releasing this part now so people start talking about it. They're expecting a lawsuit, which they'll have to take it out. But now they'll already have all the press. They'll have taken the lawsuit out. The lawsuit will have them take it out. And then they'll sell the books just on people expecting this being in there when it won't be. First of all, I wouldn't buy the book, nor would I even have the slightest bit of respect for anyone who did buy the book. Well, neither would I, but it's just what they're planning on doing. But, I mean, this is the, this is the type of fucking society that we have out there. That whatever is going on between these people... And if you are against them, you have plenty of legitimate reasons to say, I wouldn't vote for fucking Sarah Palin. But what she did when she was younger or what happens inside of her marriage, it's literally none of your fucking business. It isn't. The FBI is investigating uh, the nude photos of Scarlett Johansson that were put yeah, online. Yeah, fucking Hicks was investigating them yesterday, too. Just would just flop up pictures of her ass. I got a couple leads. I'm not sure what's going on right now. I guess I'll take a closer look. Uh, so I guess this is all your iPhones or droids or anything is not fucking safe. This is not your personal property. Anybody that knows how to hack can go in and see them. Right, yeah. So they're checking to see how this was hacked, who hacked it, who put these photos online. The latest one, I guess, is Mila Kunis. They're saying that her phone was hacked. Now, the thing with her is, it's not pictures of her that uh, got hacked. It's pictures she took of Justin Timberlake on her phone, where he's kind of laying in bed. Not, I don't think you see anything, but he's laying in bed. And uh, you know, there's a shot where he's wearing panties on his head. It seems like it's just more gossip. It seems like the exact same thing as the Palin story. I mean, if there's one thing that we can learn from the British press is let's be better than them. Just like in 1776, let's be better than the fucking English. Uh, I think our gossip columnists aspire to be like more like them. Here's what you want to do when you get to fucking adulthood. Just expect that other adults fuck. You don't have to know anything about it. Just like, yeah. That's what they do. Well, you do not want to have any personal information on your phone, that's for sure. I don't think you want any personal information anywhere. They're going to start downloading your brain before you know it. If you sign up for any websites online, just lie about every single piece of information you put in there. Yeah, I never, yeah, I never fucking put anything down that was correct. Birth dates, anything. Dick Fuck from Dick Fuck Lane. <laughs> at dickatfuck.com. <laughs> Why don't you put your name down as pa Pecker Lips? No, it's, yeah. That's not bad. It's a fake name. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not, I'm not angry about that. No. There's no <laughs> sense in it. Plus, that anger's not good for your mono. Probably not draining the... Because I have such a little energy left because the mono's sapping it from me. The anger's just going to put me down. I'll just take a nap underneath this console. All right. That's if the mono really gets bad. I'm not feeling too good. Poor bastard. And fucking Zito, God knows where Mono Man is. I'm going to be fucking left in New York like Will Smith. I'm going to be hunting fucking antelope in the middle of Times Square. Don't go out at night, though. I ain't afraid of those zombies, because I am legend. The situation uh, catching some heat for... Um, he That's got He got caught blocking a man from using a handicapped spot uh, with his Ferrari. Handicapped or handicapable? I think it's great that a handicapped guy has a Ferrari. No, it was the situation's Ferrari. Oh, too bad. 
who was parked kind of halfway into the handicapped spot. Handicapable spot. So that's really, I think that's the one handicapable thing that is just completely off limits. Absolutely. You never can come out like, hey, I was just going to be in there for a minute. You never look good. It never fucking helps. You could get away with using the handicapped stall in the bathroom. Not if a handicapped person comes in. If a handicapped person comes in, you're, you look like a fucking animal. Well, you're going to look like the animal, but it's still acceptable to go in there and use it if it's available. Not like the spot. It's not illegal? I don't think it's illegal. I'd like to see some uh, research on that. I would never go and use it. First of all, my legs start to hurt anyway. Like, if you ever get stuck with the fucking hotel room that's handicapable, my legs always start bothering me when I'm trying to take that fucking shower holding that thing over my head. <laughs> I'm like, I think I'm catching something in here. It's probably mono. And, of course, anyone can use the ramp to walk into a place instead of the few steps. Right. And um, the automatic door at the mall. Which will have the handicap sign on it. it's larger? Yeah, it, it's larger and it swings open automatically as opposed to the ones where you just have to push through it yourself. Mm. I really don't go to a lot of malls. But I think in the bathroom, you know, if you really have to go, I think that's considered a handicap and you're okay to go in there. We did this on the show, right? Uh-huh. I thought we did. Uh, we never got to the fucking definitive thing then. The last time we talked about it? Oh, we probably said it's absolutely wrong to do. I couldn't remember. Uh, Forbes magazine has listed Tyler Perry as the highest paid man. Weird that my voice went high when I said highest. The highest paid man in Hollywood. I guess that makes him the highest paid old lady as well. He's gigantic, Tyler Perry. Uh, I don't think he's ever done anything that wasn't successful. And yet, uh, I, I've never seen a Tyler Perry movie. Well, they're on. They're on uh, cable all the time. I think the kind of amazing thing about him is like you've never seen a Tyler Perry movie. And yet the people that see his movies don't go to any other movies except for his. Like he's invented his own demographic. It's not like, oh, Jamie Foxx is afraid to open a movie against him because it doesn't matter. They only go to Tyler Perry movies, you know? No one's going to say, oh, Judd Apatow, don't put up a movie that weekend. It's just all new people who don't go to the movies go into Tyler Perry movies. And that's why I don't understand people who hate on him. It's not like he's changing things or ruining your scene. He's just invented another scene. Like Tyler Perry zombies, and that they're the, his brains. It's just like if he fucking went to Thailand and opened up a Tex-Mex restaurant, you know, everybody would be fresh to him. It's kind of cool when you think about it. I, I don't know anyone else who could actually make the same claim for him. Also, has a couple TV shows too. In addition to all these movies, it's... he owns TBS. <laughs> The Medea movies, they all gross right around $100 million, so it's not like they're blockbusters that are going to get on any list, but it, they all do it. It's consistent. Well, first of all, you're acting like that fucking $100 million gets made off a fucking movie that costs next to nothing. 
So the money that they make, the money that the studios pay attention to, it's probably bigger than the stuff that you call blockbusters. You're looking at gross. Mm-hmm. He, they're looking at net. So he's probably making like a 97% profit on these things. Well, you're reading it right there in your little thing, right? How much he's making a year. Um, yeah, I think... Um, he makes over $100 million a year. Yeah, like $130 million. So that'll start and let you know how much of that is all profit. What happened uh, to Yahoo News? Sorry, I just locked up a little bit there. What well on? You were doing great. Uh, Brian Williams uh, from NBC News. Uh, he's going to host a new primetime news magazine called Rock Center. This may be the worst name for a TV show that's ever been out there. It was Rockefeller Center, right? Yeah. But still, Rock Center, it does not sound like a news show. What sounds like a news show to you? 2020? That sounds more newsy. <laughs> I don't know why. I still never know what it meant. Is it vision? Yeah, I think we're giving you the best look at the news. And 60 Minutes could be any hour-long TV show ever. <laughs> I mean, it's just like... Every, th- every name sounds stupid the first time you hear it. Doesn't matter what it is. You're like, that's dumb. Comes around, though. Goes around. Paul McCartney's reportedly getting married for the third time this weekend. Literally the third time this weekend. That's how often <laughs> this fucking guy gets married. God damn. He, has he can't date. Yeah, he can't date without getting married. Come on, man. Just fucking just... And then always comes back to the same thing. You're not Linda. He gets all fucking mad at him for not being Linda. Give him a mask then. How many legs this one have? This one is two. Better chance. Two-legged. She's so. twice the woman his last wife was. Uh, he's being seen everywhere around New York and um, out at the beaches, uh, out at the Hamptons. He's this party guy. He's living life right now. Second favorite Beatle. And well, oddly enough, my third favorite uh, wing. Wow. At 69 years old. 69 years young. Yeah, he really doesn't need this marriage to last all that long for it to be a success. He gets 10, 12 years out of this one before he dies. You know, then, you know, oh, he found the love of his life. Well, the love of his life was Linda. Mm-hmm. Now he's like that guy that, you know, he wants to be with somebody. Just has a, you know, a chick yeah, he needs a chick with him at all times. But, uh, you know, he's not replacing Linda. Fuck no, there, there's no replacing her. He couldn't even go on stage without bringing her out there. Follow me. To the stage? Yes. Come with. Come on. But I don't play or sing. Come out here. You're my Yoko. You're my round-eyed Yoko. So I can propose again. The kids must be thinking, all right, here's another one cutting into the inheritance. I don't know. Don't they make their own money, though? Well, Stella does. I don't know about the other kids. Stella, the fashion designer. Cameron Crowe, director of the new film Pearl Jam 20, said he found video footage of Kurt Cobain and Eddie Vedder slow dancing backstage at the 92 VMAs. I've seen it. It's online now. I think he showed it the other night on uh, Jimmy uh, Fallon's show. How's it look? You know, like a whole movie. So it's it seems like that would take away from the feud. 
anyone who was like Nirvana versus Pearl Jam. Well, I think there was always a love-hate between bands, don't you think? Like the Beatles and the Stones had it, and... I mean, there were two bands at the same fucking peak. I mean, they right. have to have some... Except, I guess, for Blur and fucking Oasis. You know, like, their fans might you know, hate each other, but who do you think has more in common than Cobain and Vedder? You know what I mean? Like, in terms of two guys who understand what it was like at that time, they probably only had the other guy who understood the pressure. Um, but when they were slow dancing, it was to uh, Tears in Heaven when Clapton was playing it at the show. And it only lasted for a second or so. But it looked like two guys just, you know, that fucking know each other. It was almost like, uh, I don't know, it was almost like two guys from different teams. Again, who's going to fucking understand Joe Namath more than Daryl LaMonica, you know? The guys that you're supposed to be your biggest compete. Frazier, Ali, they have more in common than the people who like Frazier and the people who like Ali. It sounds actually very sweet, the moment that they had. Well, that's Cameron. He likes the sweetness. Tugs the heart strings. Uh, Lady Trucker. Hey, there's a song sweeping the internet called Bessie Doesn't Stand Alone, and it's performed by Toenail Truth on Twitter. Have you heard this song, Fez? I have not heard this. Uh, all right, we have it, Lady Trucker. Who did this song? Uh, All right, I hate to break up Yahoo News, Fuzzy, but it uh, seems like this song is breaking and all the kids are talking about it. Let's take a listen. Fuzzy, we all love you on the Ron and Fez show. You make us smile every day. Everywhere we go Fezzy, you don't stand alone Blueberries are two kiwis As Fez is to his fans Call 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ When you need a friend Fezzy, you don't stand alone Fezzy, you won't stand alone Six six Ron zero Fez. When you need a friend. Uh, that's uh, Fez. You don't stand alone. Yeah, I guess so. You like that one, Fez? No, I don't care for it. Oh, why not? No, I thought it was starting out nice, and mm. then of course it had to bl bring up blueberries and kiwis. I didn't even understand that part. What was that all about? That was when I had a major lockup on the air talking about blueberries and kiwis. Now you had a couple lockups here today, right? Yeah. What caused them? I just, I can't, all of a sudden, I can't think, and I, well, I'm thinking, but I'm screaming, talk, talk, talk. But you're just reading your news stories and your jokes, right? Uh-huh. So what do you have to think of? Um, just, which, I guess which one to go to next, I start to panic. Why don't you put them in order? I think I do, and then all of a sudden, I hate everything in front of me. Mm, I'm in front of you. No, on the paper. Still. Fez the standalone. Kid had a nice voice. Hell yeah. Kind of college rocky. Or college folky. You know what? If I can put him together with a couple other college rockers, 
I bet I could take him to the top of the college charts where we would sell dozens of records. You get him on the iTunes. At least on XMU. Fez don't stand alone. You don't like it, Fez? No. What no. What part did you it's, like? It's mocking. Rocking. It's, it's not mocking, it's rocking. It's trying to get me upset. Fez don't stand alone. And Lady Trucker couldn't wait to call in with it. You like her, right? No, I'm thrilled about this new bill that's being introduced to Congress. Banning uh, truckers from using cell phones while in their big rigs. Stop them. Oh, I hope this passes. I know, but it doesn't mean anything. You still use your phone in the car. I mean, we have all those things here. I'm going to fucking text and drive. I got to keep up to date. I got to stay wired. And Florida drivers are filing a class action suit to throw out traffic citations for flashing their headlights to warn the oncoming drivers of a speed trap ahead. If they do that, it just means the gang members are going to come after them and kill them. So I've never, you know, I've never flashed ahead that there was a speed trap. I've flashed ahead and I've slowed down for flashers. So I I consider good citizenship. You gotta do it. When I get that flash, I drop like twenty miles an hour right there. Uh oh. And then I always make sure I don't look at the cop. I still have that locked ahead look. All right, be casual. Nothing's going Don't on. Don't you hate it like when a cop drives next to you, like you're on 95, and a cop's driving next to you? I swear to God, I, I go back to feeling like I have product in a car. It's fucking very unnerving. I don't like being around. One time I took a kid's bottle and shoved it up under the seat as far as I could, thinking, ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. Fez <laughs> the standalone. I've never been able to slow down enough in the speed trap because it's, well, what it, oh, I end up just hitting the brakes. Basically going from 65 to zero. That's not like you to panic. The uh, Toy Hall of Fame is ready to do... In Canton, Ohio. Ready to do its inductions. Two toys go in each year. So they've put out... Where is this at? I don't know where they have the Toy Hall of Fame at. Is it a real place or is it just online? It might just be online. Well, if it's that simple, let's uh, let's start the Ron Fez Toy Hall of Fame because uh, we go online. So they've got 12 nominees. Only two of these are going to make it in. So what do you think should go in? Here are the nominees. The game Twister. It's a good one. The Rubik's Cube. Another good one. Transformers. I think way too soon. Star Wars action figures. They're just action figures. The game Chenga. Uh, Simon the Electronic Game. The Dollhouse nominated this year. Dungeons and Dragons. Radio Controlled Vehicles. Puppets. The Pogo Stick. And Hot Wheels. Why not just put them all in? See, the Dollhouse to me seems too general. You know, oh, like, I when you, you said Star Wars action figures, that would that's like saying, you know, dolls for boys. It's the same thing as if you said wrestling, wrestling figures or G.I. Joes. It's either got to be specifics or across the board. So the dollhouse, I think, is cheating. 
Uh, it would have to be like, would it be the Barbie dollhouse or something? Uh-huh. To be specific. Because the dollhouse has been around forever. I mean, that would have to go in first. Decades before any of these other ones were even thought of. Because that was around like in the 1800s and shit. And puppets, too, I think. Fit the puppets same. is ridiculous. Come on. Also, this looks like this place is in Rochester, New York. Hall of Fame. Brother Weeze runs it. I would love to do a reunion show with him and Lily. That'd be great. I was listening a little bit to the uh, Jennifer Hutt show yesterday, as I'm wont to do, because it's a fine, fine show. Hold it down. I never heard that phrase before. But hut it. Hut it down. I heard Lily tell a complete fabrication. I can never be friends with guys. Franklin? Earl? Yeah. yeah. Spewing lies and probably hate speech. I'm just going to throw that in there, too. I don't know if it's hate speech. Do, 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 do. Please don't say a word. All right. We're going to break here unless you got any more news, Fuzzy. No, that's it. Done with the news? That's it for now. What, are you going to do news again later? Um, I might have a, one or two other things left. Why don't you do them now? Well, there's uh, a study that says alcohol will affect a person more at, Get them drunker. at work mm-hmm. than in a bar. There's, like so, an office party? Yeah. I've seen office parties turn crazy. They're saying the brain gets accustomed to sitting in a bar and getting drunk, and it will actually compensate for its surroundings. I agree with this study. This is finally a study that you can't even hate on, Fez. Well, I was thinking that you get drunker at work because that stuff is free. You're probably actually consuming more. Well, yeah, you're right. That When you think... When you have an office party, there's a lot of people who go, I want to get so fucked up tonight. They'll tell you. But yep. it's rare to hear people go, this Friday, I'm going to be somewhere you guys ain't. I'm going to get so fucked up. But then again, I don't know. Maybe some people just get really fucked up. But I do. I have seen office parties get really fucking crazy before. They get real fucking trashed at the... I've been at the two serious Christmas and, parties. And, you know, you can't take away by, you know, some places make you want to drink faster. You know, I, I wouldn't just take it by the amount of alcohol consumed equals. There are places and nights that you drink faster than other nights. Some places you go, nurse a beer. I always kind of think of Sunday football if you're not at the game itself. But you're kind of nursing those beers. You've had two hard nights and you know you got work the next day. So you're. I think people are more slow drinking that day than they are straight pounding. Oh, hair of the dog. I mean, I, I need. Yeah, you wait. Yeah, you're drinking early. You probably only slept, you know, five, six hours tops, and it was a pass out sleep. Wake up still drunk, probably, but then you need those beers to just delay the fucking hangover. So, is this the first study you don't disagree with, Fez? No. This may be the first one because the, the consistent Fez is the Fez who disagrees with studies. Well, it. I've seen office parties in this place. Where, by the time it's done, for some reason, the bathrooms are trashed. Well, this is because there's fucking 200 people that come down for the office party that don't even use this floor. Yeah, I see people I've never fucking seen before. I never know anybody when they have fucking stuff going on here. Never. They're all just getting those free beers. And apps. Really bad apps. Bad fucking sushi. And cheap wine. 
And uh, a computer program tested the facial symmetry of the players and head coaches on all the NFL teams the, uh, to come up with the best-looking team in the league. They That's say, very strange. That's weird. They say... No, wait. A computer is going to decide who's attractive and who's not? They're basing it on the premise that the most symmetrical faces are considered better looking. I think that's true of women, not necessarily men. Um, who was the guy that Owen had on the show today? Women love. Oh, Gerard Butler. That's not a symmetrical face. He's kind of beat up looking. It's mm-hmm. lumpy. Yeah. And women are crazy about him. They can't get enough. Like, if he was a woman, he'd never get away with that fucking look, you know? So I think symmetrical works and models and all that... But who women find attractive is a fucking mystery. If you ask guys, would you like to look like Brendan Fraser? They would say no until they see how many women come to Brendan Fraser. That fucking isn't attractive to a fucking man. Yeah, what the fuck they seen in Sino, man, anyway? I don't know, but they like him better than Pauly. Oh, come on, the weasel? Now, the thing that men would go, men look at it like this. If I was in prison, I'd definitely fuck Pauly before Brendan Fraser because he's more twinkish and he's like a girl face. Nice little hairless twink for you. Do whatever you want to. <laughs> and also, about an attractive football team, do you want an attractive football team or. You want scary monsters? Yeah, and super freaks, the way Bowie did. So far away. Um, but don't you agree, like, you you know, you're monsters of the mid... You're the purple people eater. You're not the cute team. I think you want a good-looking quarterback. Is there such a thing? Because they're all six foot eight. They're all real creepy looking. I guess women love the Brady. From a distance... But see if he's, if you consider him gangling attractive with that giant fucking trash can head. <laughs> I mean, he's got a massive fucking noggin on him. He's taking a lot of hits. Philip Rivers is really fucking weird looking. I find him disturbing to look at. I don't know why. Uh, Pittsburgh? Unattractive. <laughs> Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger looks like an animal. He looks like his name, Roethlisberger. Just fucking ugly. Mike Vick is fucking chewing on beagles. Just this fucking puppy blood squirting out. I don't know if attractive works. Any, the only place that it really works is in college rock, where you want a nice thin. <laughs> any fucking time I said college rock today, I get hicks to laugh. So that's all I'm after. But you do, like, you can get it in, like, a little pop star, a little rock star. But a full-grown man, no. No other man knows what's attractive and what's not. Yeah, I got no clue. So who's the pretty team? The best-looking team in the NFL is the Buffalo Bills. I would know that. What? I would not know that. Who's the least attractive? The Kansas City Chiefs. Well, they fucking were unattractive last week, that's for sure. Fuck you, Jamal. You're fucking ruining my season. That was an ugly loss. Is there ever such a thing as an attractive loss? I guess there is. I guess Miami offense had an attractive loss. And he threw it up. Oh. All right, I just looked up a picture of Ryan Fitzpatrick, the fucking quarterback. <laughs> this guy looks like a fucking freak show. He has a giant forehead that's too big for his All right, let me get a good look dome. at him. 
Don't. Did you say don't look? No, don't. Please don't look at him. You're going to freak out. Scary looking. how ugly the other teams have to be before that <laughs> fucking this fucking guy looks like he'd be the third guy in a murder crew and some fucking home invasion he'd be the retard that they're going wait where is he with the daughter upstairs raping her and killing her no, I think he's burning the other one to death actually but he's very symmetrical eyebrows are right there you could level you could uh, put a level up there straight across just because a computer finds it attractive, why would a human? It's motherboard sexy as fuck. Running scared. Scary monsters. Super creeps. Keep me running. Running scared. I gotta get to the bottom of my Bowie is not on the road anymore. Last tour was probably the reality tour, right? Yeah. It's a long time ago. Before I came to New York, second time. I'd love to see him live. You never have? Nope, never. I've only seen him 25 times. Oh, come so on. It's fucked Fuck. up. Lucky. Lucky, or if somebody fucking pays attention, unlike you, going, the fish playing again tonight. Gonna follow him this time around, dude. All over Northeast. Alex. Yeah. Yeah. What's up? What can we do for you? You you called me. Uh, okay. Well, I'm a I'm a big time record exec. Uh, I'm here in Ohio. You know where real music is made, and uh, we've been uh, contacted about doing a video for the Fez Stands Alone song. We feel it has a lot of potential. We're just wondering uh, what Fez is willing to do for the video. I just have a few questions for him if he's available. Uh, I'm sure on paper this all seemed it was going to be funny, but using the term big time in Ohio, uh, that's it. 
Sorry, Fez. Just stupid. Listen to the song. Maybe it'll grow on you a little bit. Just listen to the song one more time. Who's the gentleman who did it? That's Tony Sunshine. Is that his real name? Not sure. Sounds good, though. All right, let's take a listen. Fezzy, we all love you on the Ron and Fez show. You make us smile every day, everywhere we go. Fezzy, you don't stand alone. Blueberries are two kiwis as Fez is to his fans. Call 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ when you need a friend. Fezzy, you don't stand alone. Fezzy, you won't stand alone. Call 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ when you need a friend. That's beautiful. You love it, Fez? Hate it. Despise it. Toenail Truth on Twitter. Made that little ditty. All right. So, by the way, some of the Run of Fez girls are writing in that Gerard Butler is absolutely gorgeous. Again, this is, I'm going to believe them, but men can't see that. It's like a Neanderthal almost. Yeah. Men only think that men are attractive when that man is, uh, looks like a woman. That could pass for a woman. The Johnny Depp's very <laughs> feminine. That's a gimme. That's a fucking gimme. Yeah, you catch. <laughs> <laughs> you just, to us, an attractive man is someone if we were doing life in prison, we'd bang in the ass. But Gerard Butler, I would not want to bang in the ass if I was doing a long fucking stretch. The hell no, I'd stay away from him. By the way, what's the minimum... Before you start ass fucking, what's the minimum thing that you would get, Hicks? What's the minimum fucking time that you would be doing? And then I'm started banging dudes in the ass. Just, yeah, I don't know, maybe ten years. If I did ten years, I had ninety days down, but I guess, <laughs> man, I guess you could wait. And that would just be out of boredom or to get even. That would be a lot. <laughs> There'd be a lot of revenge stuff in there. But I know it's really fucking. Uh, weird for men to hear when someone else is attractive. You're like, huh? that dude? What? That fucking troll? It's like a fucking it's just impossible for men to see. Um, and that's why uh, gay guys just fuck everyone. Oh, they, because they, they can't it. tell. Like, oh my god, there's a cock over there. Right. Let's go suck it, fuck it. Right, I mean, the fucking way that you're getting into it. Um, Jarrett, you're on Ronnie Fez. Yeah, Ronnie B. Uh, I'm pretty sure that Ryan Fitzpatrick was the Bills quarterback that Lily started to date when she first moved out to Rochester. She was telling you about know it what? on air. Just like with Sarah Palin, I would never discuss Lily's uh, private life. That's between her. I know there was some jokes. Ron, not, it's not Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's Ryan Fitz Lily. Well, I don't know if any of that's true, and nor do I want to know. It's none of my business. Unsubstantiated fucking rumors is what that sounds like. If she wants to get freaking and do it on a weekend, that's none of my business. Bit ass. I will say that her milkshakes bring all the boys to the yard. Any more Yahoo News, Fuzzy, or should we move on? That was it. Why do you sound so depressed about it? 
Well, it seemed like it went fast again. You just want to be depressed, huh? You didn't even have a breakdown moment today. You should be happy, like, fuck you. In your face, I did it. I read my news. Do you consider yourself the newsman of the Ron Fest show? Oh, yeah, I think so, yes. Not a good one, but the one. It's weird. I haven't heard too many satellite shows that need a newsman. Break time. When we get back, I've got a, a horrible video to play for you. And yes, I know I'm wrong to do this, but it has to do with Lights Camera Jackson. I wish I could not hate this kid. I can't help myself. LCJ. Break. Back. Lights Camera Jackson. Run for show. Goddamn son of a bitch! I'll kill you! Just that jerk off! What's going on? They confiscated everything, even the stuff we didn't steal. They talked the bar! The whole fucking bar! It's the Ron and Fez Show, Big Unmasked Weekend. Kathleen Madigan is the special guest uh, this weekend on The Virus, Sunday at 11 a.m. in the East and 8 p.m. And then on Raw Dog, Saturday night, 8 p.m. in the East. And then Sunday replays at 3 p.m. and 9 p.m. That's Unmasked this weekend on The Virus and Raw Dog with special guest Kathleen Madigan. Uh, we talked about Big Brother. They gave out the audience champion, the America's Choice, uh, Jeff, the anti-gay ranter mm -hmm. who doesn't want any gay teachers Good. near children. That would be sick. So congratulations to Jeff. Uh, you represent what a nation feels is important. Carry it well, my friend. Carry it well. Um. All right, I want to get into Lights, Camera, Jackson. This is the little boy that I'm now seeing on Ebert's show. I've seen him on the Today Show. And I guess uh, he does some stuff on a television station in upstate New York. He's precocious. And for me, he makes a mockery out of the, uh, out of the art of film criticism. Uh, here's his Christmas reviews that he did on his DVDs. First day of Christmas, my true love gave to me up on DVD. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Julie and Julia and up on DVD. On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me The Express, Julie and Julia and up on DVD. On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Frost Nixon, The Express, Julie and Julia and up on DVD. On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Mary Poppins, Frost Nixon, The Express, Julie and Julia, wherever I can find it. Uh, let's stop that here. 
does he does his parents want people to hate this kid? This is exactly why I can never sign on for the no bullying thing. <laughs> this kid needs to be fucking bullied. He has to be homeschooled. I mean, there's no way they could put him inside a school his, with other his, children. His parents love him too much. And I'm sure he's the nicest kid in the world. But he's got to stop acting this way. It's unbelievable. But maybe, you know, if some of the other kids would say, stop acting that way. <laughs> life Because it's going to hit him one day when he gets older. When everyone stops thinking he's so adorable. He can't be in this bubble forever. Because right now he's in the parent bubble. And I guess the Today Show bubble. <laughs> well, let, you know, let me go over to my own Lights Camera Jackson. Uh, Jermaine Lassier from Slash Film. A G baby, Ron. I almost hung up when you played that. I, I was like crawling in my skin. It was just awful. All right. So even though I'm annoyed by this young kid, you're not saying, "Hey, at least he likes film and he likes film criticism." Leave him alone. You're agreeing with me. Yeah, I don't think he. I mean, I think he likes movies, and I think you know he. he you know, but he's playing up this like cute. I have a voice like this, right? You know. It, you know, three Ds. Uh, he's just playing up the cute, the cute kid angle, and you know he's not really getting. Yeah, I don't know. Like, and he, I can't respect that. You know, it's like he's just trying to be a celebrity as opposed to, you know, uh, a real, a real film fan. A real film. First of all, he's got the worst movie collection ever that he's so happy with. I, I, but I did like uh, I liked his appearance on Curb Your Enthusiasm this week when Larry bought him a, a sewing machine. Yeah, I remember that kid. <laughs> that bad little actor, too. Um, all right, so I here's my prediction right now. This kid is going to replace you one day. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, he's got an Emmy Award. I, no. I don't have an Emmy Award. I have a couple of Associated Press Awards, but no Emmy. He's got the yeah. local Emmy? Yeah, he got a, a, a New York State Emmy for... Uh, on he won the on camera talent uh, thing uh, Emmy for what I'm like just because he appears on this local local news show and and prob and provides no insight you know uh, is uh, he just spouts out facts oh god he's too long winded for Twitter or else he'd win a shorty no if you look at if you really want to just cringe and laugh if you look at his twit pics it's just like it's him with all these celebrities and. And and it's like, oh man, I had such a great time at Book of Mormon. You know, like your parents like you see Book of Mormon, and then uh, him with like Richard Roper. Look who I ran into today. And his it, life is set. Yeah. yeah, his little rich boy life is going to be set forever. But don't you think? I think he said like, doesn't he lose his kitschiness once his balls drop and he you know and he has his own driver's license? I don't know. I never like picking on kids, but they put this kid out there too far. It's like making fun of an actor, I guess. But this act of his, uh, it drives me crazy. And the fact that Ebert used them, that Today Show uses them. Why? Because they have no respect for film. That fucking simple. Oh, look, it's Sam and Grouchy Smurf. I don't know who that is. He dressed up as Mega Mind for Halloween. It's, it's oh my god! Uh, I spent I spent an about you know half hour last night just looking at like pictures and videos of this kid and like just getting angrier and angrier, just at how annoying it is and how it's just all out there. And he's so happy all, all the time. And so there he is with Regis. Oh, he is Mark Zito. <laughs> he's Mark Zito. He's got a better health record. Oh yeah, it's true. He's not going to end up with that. Well, not that incestuous disease. Well, I would, I would bet anything that uh, you guys could get lights, camera, Jackson on the show. I don't want him. <laughs> oh I never want to be mean to a kid's face. 
Yeah. But I would have to tell him, you've got to stop this kid. Yeah. Life is not going to go the way you think right now. You're going down a terrible road. Wait two more years when you're all buck teeth and elbows and you're walking around and nobody wants to look at you. That little voice changes. It's over. Same thing happened to Dave. He was the cute redheaded kid Mm -hmm. until he turned into the thing that people fear, a redheaded man. The one thing I will say is that he is he is choosing to go this like you know on air personality critic route you know and if, if that's the way to be a famous film critic you know very few print film critics are famous unless they're on TV. Is that your idea? You want to get on TV now? No, I mean I would do it, but it's not my, that was never. I never thought about it when I was like, "Ooh, I'd love to be the next Roger Ebert." I never thought I should do that by going on TV. I thought I would do that by writing and learning about movies. Why don't you do lights, camera, Jermaine Lassier? <laughs> Not bad idea. <laughs> Get that URL quick. Now I saw uh, Rock'em Sock'em Robots, the movie last uh, night. I know. I was so mad. I was so jealous. I, there was a screening out here too, and I didn't even know about it. Uh, how much did you hate it? Oh, um. <laughs> No, all right. I'm so excited for it. Why are you shaking your head no at me, X? Well, they they, they want to know what you thought of the film from the company. I tell them it's going to make a ton of money, cool. and it will. Yeah, it's going. That's my quote. This is going to be the biggest uh, grossing film of the season. We'll do. Uh, yeah, that's right. You probably yeah, you probably embargoed. It's still a little early yet, but uh, yeah, I think uh, I think I got it. If you liked Rocky, there's some shot-by-shot scenes. Literally. Shot-by-shot scenes. Well, it sounds like if you like fighting movies, maybe Warrior's still the movie to see. I should go see Warrior. Maybe I'll go see that this weekend, except for, you know, now i got so much football. Football just kind of, it takes away from the rest of the weekend. Yeah, sucks your life away. Lights Camera Jackson gave Warrior a B-, minus, so I don't know, I might stay away from that one. <laughs> What's he giving an A to? Contagion got a C. Julia and Julia? <laughs> he gave an A plus to America on nine eleven. I saw on his Twitter. Smart. <laughs> Kid yeah, gets behind the country. I heard that Ron Paul was booed uh, for saying that nine um, eleven might be the result of our foreign policy. And then the other guy uh, went back to you know Rick Perry went back to the hate of freedoms. Yeah. And everybody cheered. Obviously. Well, G-Baby, why don't you try to get this kid on Slash Film? Um, uh, no, you know, I, I, can't, I, can, I can't have somebody, you know, stealing all my thunder and my, you know, my, my, my paychecks. What's the big film this weekend, buddy? Uh, Drive. Everybody go see Drive. So good. I like Drive. Uh, Hicks, I think this is a movie for you. Yeah, I want to see it. It looks fucking good. Fezzi, you ought to go see it, too. I'm not seeing any movies. Why not? But you saw a social network. He did? I did not see the social network. I you quoted it one day, though. Yeah. I asked You got your hair doing sister. like full curls in the back now. I know. It's, it's kind of... It's gotten to the length now where it's going Hasidic. Mm. Nice. <laughs> All right, so Drive Weekend. Yeah, I do highly recommend that film. For guys... Just yeah, just don't go in inspecting. They're promoting like it's a big time action movie. It's not no. not that in it, but it's, it's just a good solid movie. Yeah, but it's the kind of movie that guys like to watch over and over. Yeah, you know, because you always feel like when's this fucker going to explode? <laughs> and, be, and men like that in a the movie. They're like, he's going to fucking go off. He's going to lose his shit. 
I wonder what I uh, did. Lights, camera, Jackson review it. Let's take a look. I don't know. Maybe like the new Twilight was coming out, so he decided to talk about that instead. He only saw Twilight three when he said that, and he <laughs> loved it. How? What fucking? Oh, you know what? Twilight's camera Jackson is probably excited that Lion King three D comes out this weekend too. So you know, he's obviously that'll be the first time he sees that movie. Lion King three D. Why can't they just leave it alone? Just put it back out as Lion King. Just promotion to get because the Blu-ray's coming out. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. That's what I need to do. DC, DC uh, Cam said, I'm tapping out. I can't do the lights camera Jackson kid. Why not? Come on. He's just trying to remove, review some movies for us. He doesn't look like he's reviewed Drive yet. He's not going to review Drive. <laughs> that kid can't get in to see Drive. He's reviewed other R-rated movies, though. Um, Scott, you're in Fez. Hey, guys. I just saw uh, Drive last night in a sneak screening, and it was really good. But all the reviews are out that are like hyping it up, and people aren't going to like it if it's too hyped because it's kind of one of those movies that you'd love if you came across it late one night. And if everybody's telling you it's the greatest movie in the world, you're going to say, "What's the big deal?" So it's a great little movie, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I kind of agree with there. There was uh, some of the uh, actual, you know, car getaway scenes. You don't say today, and I like. I really dug the way. They looked at Los Angeles, too, G-Baby. You don't often see that side of Los Angeles. Yeah, it's true. And I, I live here, and I don't see that side of Los Angeles because I'm never downtown. But it was, it was great. He shot some awesome locations. It really is a, a really good L.A. movie. They avoid the parts of L.A. you see the most. What do you think they show the most? That fucking hot dog stand or the fucking <laughs> yeah. Capitol Records building? Uh, I, no, I think probably Rodeo. They probably do a lot of insert shots of like people shopping on Rodeo Drive. Yeah. yeah. It's really funny with all the film that they've shot there, how often they will go back to the same shots. That's all, yeah. yeah. A lot of rollerblading on Venice Beach. That's true. Uh, let's go over here to uh, Craig. Craig, Tucson, you're on Fez. Hey, Ron, Fez, Pecker, how are you guys doing? It's Pepper. Um, hey, Ron, I was just wondering what you thought about you with this Lights, Camera, Jackson kid. If, you know, maybe the parents are just kind of, maybe the parents and himself are just kind of putting him out there to make whatever money he can. Then he, you know, sets himself sort for college or start a business and then he disappears forever and we never know who he is again. But, to me, it's almost like if they put the kid out on the streets for money and then they said this is for college. Yeah. You know, taking care of sailors and servicemen. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, right. I mean, I'd say this is a sign of abuse to let your kid act this ridiculous. I mean, at the very best, he's going to end up on Good Morning America with a steady job. It's terrible what this is uh, running up with. Hey, Adam, you're on Fez. Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Hey, um, I was just wondering um, if, if you saw Harry Brown or if, if Jermaine saw Harry Brown. I just want to see if, how you thought Drive compared to that because Harry Brown was just a really awesome movie that came out recently. I didn't see Harry Brown. I heard it was really good, the Michael Caine movie, but... Um yeah, I missed it. So I, I don't know, but it sounds like it's pretty. It sounds like it's in the same vein, where it's not a. It's more of a character action piece. But I definitely and I definitely agree with the other caller that it, you know, it goes for all movies. You don't want to hype them up too much, and you don't want to hype up Drive like it's going to win Best Picture or whatever or anything like that. It's just a good, solid movie. So uh, which is what I heard about Harry Brown. Yeah, cool. it's, well, you, should, you it's, should check it out if you haven't seen it. It's kind uh, of a yeah, good dudes can. movie, um, particularly. If, like, your idea of an action movie isn't wall-to-wall -wall action, 
If you want some character build up. Sounds like kind of like a 70s era, like action film. Felt like a 70s movie. Nice. He kind of gives off a Steve McQueen vibe. Awesome. Which is about the best vibe a man can give off. Of course, yeah. Come on. Worst vibe a man can give off? Lights, camera, Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Here's Paul. Paul, you're on the fez. In the jungle, the mighty jungle, the lion sleeps tonight. He he filled the dead air better than the fucking co-host of the show. He felt it and ran into it. I'll just fill it the fuck up. He went right back in. That's a fine lesson for you, Fezzy. Just fill it. Even if it's with with bullshit, it's even funnier. Craziness. Um, G-Baby, you put down the uh, USA World Cup team and said how Russia was going to dominate us. Didn't happen last night, dude. Uh, I didn't mention that, but, uh, uh, I don't know, Ron. Uh, let's go over here to, uh, Jake. Jake, you're on Run Fest. Hey, Ron. Hey, Pecker. I, uh, I, for one, wish that Lights Camera Jackson would have gotten tuberculosis on the first day of Christmas. Oh, come on. should have been a blowjob. He's just a little kid, and he's trying his best out there. He's trying to make things happen. I, for one, hope that he does. It's he got up on DVD for his first day of Christmas, just for fun of him. Up on DVD. Here's the thing that will really annoy you. He's wearing a turtleneck. <laughs> he's, he's, all, but he's coming off like Dear Sweet Waldo from the old Van Halen videos. Oh, this kid. He wears the Old Spice for kids. Um, Here's Charlie Armanifest. Ronnie, if I've already seen Transporter and liked it, do I go see Drive, or is it just Transporter Part 2? Well, first of all, unlike Transporter, it's good. Second, uh, no, go home and watch Transporter again. Uh, Ron, St. Louis, you're running fest. How you doing, boys? Hey, why don't you guys slap a minor 49er beard on this kid and uh, give him Fezzy spot, get the show back on track. I never heard the term. The minor 49er beard. I think it's redundant. Uh, Andy, you're a manifest. Hey, uh, I want to ask uh, G-Babe, he always appreciate his input, what he thought about Kevin Smith's Red State movie. And does he like the way he's uh, putting it out there and, and uh, distributing it? Yeah, um, yeah, I, I like the movie a lot. Um, it's, I think it's a real great departure from him. It's really interesting. I don't think it's, you know, people calling it like, the best movie of the year. I don't think it even comes close to that, uh, you know, uh, as great as uh, Michael Parks is in it, it's not going to get any of these Oscar nominations just because nobody's going to see it. But the way he's okay. distributing it is he's getting it to his fans, and people who want to see it can see it early and can see, it, and they feel good about it, and he's making money on it. So you got to give him respect in the world for that. I thought it uh, reminded me of the Grindhouse work, too, that it would have went perfectly along with the Grindhouse movies that Rodriguez and Tarantino did. Yeah, it's it, it, it a great analogy. It sort of feels like his Grindhouse movie where it was short, it was sweet, it was totally different, it was a little out of left field. And, uh, yeah, for sure. And I, he said he was his final movie he wants to make. He's going to make it two parts. 
Like, really, Kevin? Like, a, an epic two-hour, like, you know, four-hour hockey movie? Uh, oh, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, he, he wants to release it in two parts, uh, called uh, Hit Somebody Home and Hit Somebody Away. And, uh, as in, you know, Home and Away. I really don't so, want Kevin uh, to stop making movies, seriously. No, I, I don't either. I mean, I, I, I was excited to see this movie. I'm a little skeptical about this two-part thing. But uh, if, he go, if he starts going off in this other direction that Red State sort of veered him off into, I think it's great. And I really enjoy all the uh, View Askew movies, but they're, they're one thing, and this is something else. Now, I think, it, you know, I don't want to give anything away, but remember the swerve and then swerve back? I kind of, I, I kind of dug the swerve angle, and I'm like, holy shit, is this really you know, going to go off that way? I uh, thought yeah. that that would have been really brilliant, you know? The whole, the whole movie is sort of, and when I saw it again here in L.A., uh, he, he talked about he sort of structured the whole movie just to be surprising and to hit you with stuff. But here's a, a non-spoiler example is at one point John Goodman sits up and it gives you the time of day. And it's like 4, 11 a.m. or something like that. And you're like, oh, I should remember that. And it never comes up again. And Kevin said, yeah, I just put that in there to throw you off the scent just to give you like something else to think about. You know, and there's a lot of stuff in the movie like that. A lot of things happen that you don't expect, and uh, yeah, what you're talking about is is obviously good. I I kind of wish it didn't swerve though, because if it didn't, it would have been even crazier, and that would have been really in line with the movie. I think. Um, I don't know whether we're talking about the same thing. I'm uh, saying I wish it didn't swerve back again. I thought that the swerve was the the cool thing when it first happened. I'm like, holy shit, this is really yeah. going down this way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's I thought I that would have been favorite. nutty as as all get out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish it would have. I wish it would have stayed with it, and it, where it went was okay. But it would have been more exciting and more fun to talk about if it just. Stayed. Yeah, there definitely it would have been different than any film that was ever been done then. Yeah, um, pretty much. I saw one of the reviews on it too. People going, "Well, he didn't pick a side." <laughs> I was really fucking cracking up by that. He actually, you know, he, he doesn't, but he, that's not what the movie's about. But he really said, like, uh, it's actually in the, the scene after we're talking about it, towards the end, uh, I can't really say what it is, but, yeah. it. but there's, there's, a, there's a line, there's a line in there that, that, uh, that somebody delivers about, like, uh, something happened was just pure luck, you know? And Kevin Smith said that, it, for, for him, that's the religion in the movie, is was what happened when it happened just pure luck, or was it not, you know? And that was sort of him not taking a side, but throwing in a little bit of faith and uh, you know, belief into that. All right, buddy. All right, boys. Uh, go have fun with Lights, Camera, Jackson. All right, Lights, Camera, Jackson. That's right. Uh, we're going to break here. Back in a couple of minutes. You know, I haven't talked to Chris Stanley at all today. I don't know what's going on in your head. I don't know what's bothering you or making you happy. Oh, well, I found out some very interesting information about statistics of pornography on the Internet that might change your views on everything. You know, I'm so glad that that you brought this up because I have my own study that I want to do on, on Internet pornography. Oh, really? Something I'm interested about. Okay. So just remind me that I want to bring that up, but first we'll let you talk. Porn. Do you like porn? Or are you going to hear a lot more about it? Next on the Run Face Show.
up, buddy? It's Ron Fez show. Well, 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 before she steps by Howard 101, look what it is. It's our own Jenny Hutt. Hi. What show are you going to be doing on there? It's called What's Worth Watching. It's I do it with John Hine, who created that Jump the Shark website. Mm. Now, uh, what are you going to be worth watching? Because I didn't think you were a big TV watcher. Well, I when I have time, I watch a lot of TV, but I don't have... What, what's in the bag? Well, I have my list of what's worth watching. Can I just say something I've yeah. never said to you before? <laughs> Thank you so much for the Cuban cigars. Oh, God, please. And this is going to be a weekly this, treat that this. I am never going... To, every week, I'm going to be looking forward to my Cuban cigars from you. <laughs> that and is it's so just, sweet. Yeah, it's just <laughs> wonderful. Oh, I goodness. can't wait to the next I one. I know. Yeah. I know uh, people. What are you going to um, be uh, talking about on the show? I'm going to talk about the Emmys that are coming up. going to talk about what's worth watching next week and what was worth watching this past week. A lot of new shows, week. right? Yeah, and this past week we'll probably talk about Curb Your Enthusiasm, which was amazing. You liked it? Yeah, I did. I loved it. And then Entourage. whole different feeling about that one. Didn't like that one at all. Wow, Fromage. Yeah. I mean, wow. Yeah. Talk about cheese. Well, it's Melted, n- oozing cheese. It it's was Vita. But it's never been a good show, do you think? And I've watched every episode. I think it was a fun show, Ron. Mm-hmm. And then this episode just, it saddened me because I was a fan and it just sucked. It ended, well, the, 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 it ended the way every love boat uh, episode ended. Yeah, arguably worse. How did the love boats end? With, uh, with love boats, there was always couples yeah. in different, varying degrees of their relationships, and but everybody got happy together ending. with their girl, yeah. happy yeah. ending, and then they disembarked. I was thinking of you too. Did you feel bad when both planes took off at the same time? Uh, I'm like, wing? that's I mean, so illegal. <laughs> the whole thing there was so, no way. It was so out of control that I was I was angry. Uh. And I like a happy ending. Do you have any more Cuban cigars? Not on me. Is this okay. what this is going to be about? Is no. our whole thing going to be about Cubans? Because it was really you're you're such a good friend to me, and I and so I'm just appreciative. And can I just I, tell you something? Nothing means more to me than when people try to buy my friendship. Oh and I'm very serious. That's to me, that's the nicest thing. And that's just so wrong. Anyone could level. do. It's not. It, first of all, the friendship was already had, so it can't be a purchase. Well, what kind of snacks do you have today? You always have like such good <laughs> snacks. Well, I do. <laughs> you guys, you know that I'm completely disordered, right? So I have two sandwiches with me because I don't know which one I want to eat. That's Hold so on, maybe odd. three. I have um, one turkey sandwich. It's on like a pretzel bread. I have one turkey sandwich on a regular bread, and I have another turkey sandwich on a seven green, and they have different condiments. So you Do bring you want turkey, Chris? He will always eat yeah. whatever you don't want. Yeah, I've you, never seen him unhappy. And if you could do that for him every day, he'd be happy. I'm going to give you pretzel sandwich, I think. The so baby bear says this pretzel sandwich is just right. Wait, so, I also have another one, a white bean sandwich on and this um, is, seven green. Now, you just do this every day? Just about. I have I have disorders. This is one of them. I wow. can't I can't make up my mind, so I overpurchase and then I give it out. 
Buying too many sandwiches, disorder or a gift? <laughs> I think it's disorder because I can't make up my mind. Where do you get these at? Where? Well, different places today. I, I had a meeting near Manja on 57th Street. So this is Manja and then Toasties I went to also. So you just stop. You stop several times. You buy extra. You stop extra. This is really strange. I am a weirdo. Yeah. Yes. But I'm now, not a deviant. But do you see a, a shrink? Well, this kind of stuff? You know, not a, not about this. I don't think this is something that really needs help. Yeah, it does. It really does? Yeah. Why? It's a symptom of, of, I can't imagine how many things that you do like this. It's almost hoarding, but like a pre-hoard. I do it with food. Mm-hmm. But not with clothing. I shop and I wear the clothing I purchase. I just don't always eat the food I buy. If I give it out, I don't throw it away. Sometimes That's nice. Yeah. It's good to know that you do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's but they're all t- still. I'm, I'm obsessed with this. But they're all still turkey, no matter what. You're not like, oh, maybe I want spaghetti or Chinese. Nah. No, it's four different turkey sandwiches. You're indecisive about bread. Sometimes I'll have. Sometimes <laughs> I'll have chicken, but okay. I don't. I don't like. Uh, and that part you have down. It's condiments. wow. It's five after two. It is not. I know, but wouldn't that have been funny? It would have been mean if I had kept you pat too long. Yeah. Um, you seem a little down. You seem a little sad. No, I just have a lot on my mind. I'd like to say I have a lot on my plate, but then that wouldn't exactly be a euphemism. It, yeah, this was actually literally <laughs> have a lot on my plate. Yeah. What's on your mind? I'm going to help you work it out. Oh, no. The show's sounding very fine. The show, the show. I, I mean, got, Lily I, lied I, yesterday, I, but other than that, I'm not it's going fine. to let you cause problems between Lily no, and no, me. No, no, I almost called in. You should. Um... I don't know whether you guys like me to call in I do. or whatever. Please call in today and talk about Lily's lies. I don't like to really get into it that much, but I just know for a fact. Yeah. And then I thought, well, your audience doesn't need to know that she's lying. This, you know, no, no, they this do. This is Stray Carney. They need to know. So I think if you want to call in today. But you've met Franklin, right? I have met Franklin. They are as close as close can be. Okay. Best of friends. I don't think she was saying that you can't be friends with guys. I think she was saying that you can't be friends with an ex and oh, okay. really good friends with an ex. And I happen to agree with that. I, I just don't think that just, I don't think you should ever set up rules for yourself in life. That sometimes, look how many people have kids together and they become very good friends with their different. exes. That's a different Why scenario different? because they have the kids to link them. They have a reason. But they still fuck sometimes. Sometimes I mean, they happens. might, but it doesn't count because it doesn't add a notch. So you wouldn't mind if your husband slept with his ex if I he think, was dropping off the seven-year-old. I think there's two different rules. Okay. And my kids are three and five. Oh, that's the perfect age. Isn't it? Yeah. Mm. The two rules that I would have to say, well, the rules that apply, different rules apply to him than they, than they apply to me. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. So if I were to have sex with an ex, that's okay. But he can't. I see. That's what I think would be right. But you still sometimes fantasize about exes. I do, but I'm not yeah. having sex with any of them. But do you do it while you're having no. sex? Mm-mm. Just when nope. he's out, yes. just like a bath That's line. when I could think about it. Yeah. But not. I don't think it's right if we're actually doing it. Now, you were telling me before that a big affair for you is a guy that you met in clown college in yes. Sarasota, Florida. That's right. What? You two were attending... What's weird about that? It's not like furries because clown suits aren't furry. I hate when people have, uh, act like they're above show people. But in your case, there was one guy that got away that you kind of felt like you could have made it work, right? He wanted to be Bozo. Right, but seriously. No, no, no. no. The there wasn't a guy that got away that I felt like I could make it work. No. Uh-uh. Mm. I feel like I married the right person. But when I think about people I was with years ago, I have different feelings about 
each of them. Pete. And there's only one. Oh, I miss Pete. Pete and I yesterday were talking about that. Um, maybe we were breaking up, but it seems that we're together still. Mm. It was unclear, but now I think we're back. What, what goes on between you two? Uh, we talk sometimes. Mm-hmm. Not, That's not it. much. Yeah, huh? There's nothing. No. Mm. I mean, occasionally here we might hug hello or like a right. kiss on the cheek, but nothing, nothing more than that. Okay. There's no nudity. All right. Yeah. All right, Hicks, you're going to give us a, a quick porn thing. I don't want to take you away from your other show because I want you to be ready to go in there and kill. Uh, Jen. Is there Jennifer. some pornography? Yeah, what was your pornography thing? Well, two neuroscientists wrote a book called A Billion Wicked Thoughts, basically just looking at porn on the internet and, right. and researching it. And they found that of all the fucking, of all the searches online, people going Google, Yahoo, etc., only 13% of it is porn. And that the v- porn sites only account for 4% of traffic, of, of all the traffic on the internet. So what about time spent? Time spent, uh, they didn't have those. That's about 80%. <laughs> But of all the fucking uh, of all the searches, but I, I will say this: this is the new figure I want to know. I want to know the exact number of people who appear naked on the internet, either having sex or just appearing naked. Because think of how many that you've seen, and you don't, you know, there's only a few that are famous for it, right? Mm-hmm. But most of the people you see are amateurs, right? And you think sooner or later you're going to see your cousin or somebody you went to school that with? That would be very jarring. That yeah. I wouldn't feel comfortable with. I don't want to. I don't want to stumble upon someone I know. Now this thing with the naked pictures that came out of the iPhone yesterday yes, for for Scarlett. Poor Scarlett Johansson, who who has the most beautiful ass. She does have a right? great ass. I know. Now the thing about it too is, I think it's costing her millions of dollars because she could have sold that in a movie. Mm-hmm. But do you think that this is the type of thing that it's going to be tough for her to get over as a woman? No, the, not at all. The I new think pictures you got out there. Nope. If your ass looks that good, so it was only a badass. Yeah, if it were a badass, that would be a problem. But because I'm, it's a great ass, it's okay. It's amazing to me. Kim Kardashian shook it off. She's got a big yeah. uh, career. So women can even get out of sex stuff now. Yeah, you, if you look good. Yeah. I really believe that. Uh, you know, any of these celebrity sex things, I never thought they looked like they could, they were good in bed. Well, that's Particularly an issue. the women came off looking right. very bad. Well, that's an issue. I, but I'm saying physically, if a woman looks good and there's a picture of her that gets leaked naked, it, it's recoverable. If she if, if she looked disgusting, that's not. I'm not sure like the Lady Gaga vagina picture that surfaced recently. Mm-hmm. I don't think she has a particularly beautiful snatch. Well, you're not seeing the whole thing. No, you're not. I mean, it did look somewhat like a chicken wing or like whatever. It. And I'm not into the vagina, but I know what a pretty vagina looks like versus a not pretty Who vagina. Who has a pretty vagina? I have a pretty vagina. Okay. So that's one that you like. <laughs> so you had no idea you were even going to say <laughs> no. You had no idea that was coming no. up. And it's the just never been one of my issues. Second, <laughs> the second that you said it. You sort felt- of like leaking a sex tape, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. So you're... And um, you're crossing your legs. I know. Well, I'm thankful. Honestly, like a bad vagina, that can't be easy to live with for a woman. It just can't. If mm. you have an unappealing vagina, it's just not... That's not okay. Well, it looked like it got kicked with a cleat. Something like that. Okay. But you, on the other hand, mm-hmm. perfect vagina. Happy with it. Okay. No problem. And that's even after a couple of kids came sliding I through. had C-sections, so thankfully... And you didn't even need to. You just right. did it for yourself. You're just like, <laughs> no, I, don't, I didn't need to. I don't want the, the, the motherly experience. Please let me bypass that. That's right. 
Mm. No. Did you try at least? I wish I could have. Mm. Mm. You didn't even try. My son, I was too close to my due date, and he was big, and there was no big way. Big waterhead, he was, right? Just giant he, waterhead. Mm-hmm, he's really out of proportion. Oh, that's scary. I know. And three and five, though. So so far, so good. It's such a perfect age. Yes, it is. I mean, it's an age where you know they're asking those crazy I know, questions. It's all about wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Like, is this gun lowered? It. You're mm-hmm. like, put that down. That's right. Hicks, how old are your kids? Oh, I am. How old are your abortions now? Oh, well, that. <laughs> Two years at this point. <laughs> oh. uh, Andy wants to say something. Go ahead, Andy. Hey, I just I I got to put you on your soapbox and totally back you up Thank about you. the celebrity sex tapes, man. I uh, I'm, I agree with you 100. percent We just had this conversation, me and my buddies. Kim Kardashian, I think, is one of the hottest celebrities to date, and that that sex tape was unbelievably disappointing. I couldn't. Be- I can't believe how terrible some of these people are in, in the stack. I, I hate to use the term dead fuck, but I don't know where else to well, go so with it. Well, so what do you think makes someone good in bed? Their own passion that they're bringing into it. Their own passion. That they want to their, be there. Yeah, the, their mm-hmm. own originality. That the last thing you want to say is one like, hang, hang, hang. Right. You know? Right. Regardless of what she looks like. I mean, you know, you know enough to, you know what a good dancer is. I do. You got to bring some of the same kind of passion to that stage. The oh, bedroom I agree. Stage. I think the bedroom thing. I, I think that girls. First of all, I think girls give themselves too much pressure and think of performance as this thing about technique. Which, yeah, obviously you got to know what you're doing. But more than that, if you're into it and the guy feels like you want to be there because you are just so into him, it's all going to go well. I don't think there's anything a man is more attracted to than a woman who is enjoying herself at Agreed. the time. Uh-huh. Now, some guys can get a little turned off like on a first date. You know, don't... Don't what on the first date? You know, date? don't come in there acting like, you, you know, you're the queen of the rodeo. It'll turn off some of the... Well, first of all, no one should ever walk into a date and be like, ooh, baby, I'm going to make you crazy. No, not that, but I'm what? saying like, oh, I fuck all the time and this is really great. No! You got to look like you're, you know, like, oh, what? But at the same time, when you bring up a performance anxiety... This is a big problem for the 67-year-old virgin. He has performance anxiety, and you don't feel like you're going to be able to do it. About sex? Yes. Yes. I mean, because... I mean, and I'll base it on this as well. Just at uh, alone times with myself... Yeah. God. There's, you know unaccomplished things really yeah so with another person he fails to check it off are you have you had your testosterone checked three oh my god everyone asked him that because he doesn't seem like a man that's what he doesn't seem like a man that's not true that's not what i hear that i wasn't saying that first of all the performance i'm gonna say it again i think i think men and women alike want to be with someone who's so happy to be there that that's part of what gets the whole thing going so if you're with somebody who you adore, then that person's going to feel that, and, and that's going to impact how they are, and it's going to impact how you are. I don't think so. Not with him. I think he's going to be really bad at it. I don't. He can't even run a batch properly. How yeah. often do you fail? Oh, I would say two out of every three t- tries. Really? <gasps> yeah. There might be a medical situation there. I don't know. Why don't you get a pump? I'm not a man, so I don't know what that's about. I don't fail at that. No. No one does, but Fez. Oh, stop it. I mean, a lot of people do, but no one does, really. 
just saying that because I thought, man, you wanted to lie to him right now. I can still hear you. Oh. Well, hear this. I've never heard of someone fail at jacking off. Okay? I haven't either. That's it's the, the first fucking, time I've yeah. heard that, too. I mean, maybe if you were fucking paralyzed and in a chair. I, maybe. I bet it's that other things are on your mind in the moment, so you're not focusing on what you're doing. Nice. Although, about frankly, the- I could think about the weather and it can happen. Oh, God. What? I just, I just thought of the Jewishness of it all. It's just true. Oh, oh, back to the Jewish thing. First of all, cheese does not make me have diarrhea. Let's start with that. I didn't say that it did. I simply said I was not lactose intolerant. Oh. That's A. But, I mean, you know that there's more lactose intolerant Jews than anyone else. I think Jews have lots of physical issues. <laughs> <laughs> That's the we least had, By the way, our little Jewish friend, Nico, we're yeah. sending him out to Colorado. I was listening. Did he get his stuff together? He's booked. He's going on the mancation. Does he? Uh, <laughs> Dude Fest 2011. That one. Um, I, I've got great stuff sent in to us from new Colorado friends who are going to take care of him, too. Awesome. We're going to make this the best Dude Fest ever. When is he leaving? The 25th of September. Oh. Does he know about the altitude in Colorado? I'll tell you this. I bet he goes to sleep early at night. <laughs> You are never as tired as when you're in Colorado, are you? No, he's going to be dizzy. What time is it? You know, people are like 7.30. You're like, really? I'm going to lay down a little bit. (laughs) Oh, I feel for him. He's going to have a great time. There are times like when you're in Colorado, you're like, you know what? I'm going to sleep here in this kitchen chair. I'm not going to get up. It's too (laughs) exhausting. Oh, goodness. Um, Adam has a question, and it's a good one. All right. Go ahead, Adam. I was just wondering, we've all been waiting for Scarlett Johansson for years. What's left out there? Who who else can we wait on? I think Slappy White. I think when those pictures finally come out, um, you know, I kind of, I was a little uh, upset with men about how happy they feel about this uh, theft. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, uh, I guess I'm, again, because I'm not a man, I don't see what the what the big deal is. I mean, she's a nice breast and a beautiful ass. Okay. Beyond that, did you see the sexy look on her face, though? She's a sexy woman. Yeah, she's a sexy girl. She's a By sexy, the way, sexy woman. any girl who takes a naked picture is going to rock the sexy look. It's what not you do. The, no, because she's not duck-facing like so many of the Facebook Well, duck-face isn't hot. I mean, it's they stupid. Think it is. They Come think on. it is. Please. It's ridiculous. I just think most of them look bad. And I actually, and I'm going to go even back, like we were rough on celebrities. I think most porn is just fucking just bad. Bad. I if you find a piece of porn that works, I'll treasure it. And, hold on to it. <laughs> and keep going back it's to it. it's a rare find. Is it going to work? It's a rare find. Over and over again? The same one? Uh, Kevin, you're on a fez. Hey, buddies. Hey, uh, Fezzy, you'd do a better job if you finished before the commercial comes on during wrestling. See, that's disgusting, Fez. We have to you time everything. You've very fucking personal about your problems lately. This is the second day in a row you brought up masturbation. Yeah, just, I mean, just putting it, if someone says, why do you think you're not going to be able to perform, Can there's the reason. Get a blue windbreaker, get a bike, and call yourself Bill Cunningham, because that's who you are. I think you're asexual. Well, he's not asexual. He's never had sex. That doesn't make you asexual. He's never desired sex. He's desiring sex. If he's, if he's no, he's desiring dating. He's uh, not desiring. I'm sex. desiring a relationship, companionship. Yeah, that'll there you probably go. lead to sex. Well, but what if it doesn't? Why wouldn't it be better just to say I'm, a, I'm an asexual, 
and I would like to have a companion. I have found to take that, bus trips with. That, well, I think that's lovely too. I think that's the elderly only, do that. It's good to take a bus trip with a pal, but I think that that sex is something that can sometimes grow from a loving relationship and nurturing relationship. I mean, some of that's the, what the, my babysitter said to me. Right? Oh. It was good. Here, can I tell you what Fez desires? Yes. It's not sex. Mm. It's not even dating. What is it? He desires to be thought of as normal. And if he could shake that off, he would be happier. But right now, he wants to fit into the crowd. Now, as he's saying that, he's wearing a ridiculous fucking hat on. And, you know, basically, he wants a foot in each camp. But he wants uh, us to go like this. Oh, that Fez? He's one normal guy. Oh, That's his dream. Oh, I, but I don't. See, and I come from a, from a different perspective. I don't think anybody's normal. I know I'm not, and I'm happy to not be normal. And I think that is one of the reasons that you can be sitting there happy with five different turkeys rotting in your fucking bag. Different some options. Of, and I honestly think some of them are from yesterday. They're not. That would be vile. <laughs> can we talk about the mononucleosis that has invaded? I've got it now. I think I, Owen A have it. I had it at 16, and I got the mono throat. You got it from a black dude, right? Yep. So was it terrible? Was it? Yeah, it's uh, awful. It was yeah. unbelievable pain. It was during my sweet sixteen. Did anyone ever play the YouTube video for you from my sweet sixteen? Uh, no. Let's oh. play it real quick. If you go to my YouTube, you can. It's from nineteen eighty-seven. I think I've seen it, but I haven't played it on the air. Horribly embarrassing. But I thought someone would have given it to you. I did. I had it, but I, I never effective. played it on the air. I auto. Maybe I did. Did smacked. I play it on the air? I don't think we played this. Yeah, it's a gift. It's, I'm giving you a gift right now. I'm going to just I'm let offensive. you know you're 10 minutes out. I don't want you to be late um, for your other I'm show. Right. Stem hall. Okay. I haven't gotten a where are you email. Cause I'm, you start I'm, to panic. I'm Where's pretty our reliable. Sandwiches? Just the two of you do it together every week? Yeah. For the next, uh, I think, like nine weeks. For, and then what happens? I don't know. Then we'll do it every other week. Just depends on mm, scheduling. I get it. I know, right? Um, yeah. No, no big deal. Uh, Howard wants to fill us in. Howard, go ahead. Uh, I can explain the uh, Jews being lactose intolerant. Why is that? Uh, if you, there's a book called The Blood Type Diet, and most Jews from Eastern European background anyway spent hundreds of years having their diet conditioned so that we really only tolerate certain grains and stuff pretty well. Milk and, and meat, it just kills us. Um, but the funny thing is I have some Jewish friends who are like cheese monsters and meat monsters, they love it all. And other Jewish friends, like, they came to think about it. I mean, it's it's just a rule of thumb, but it doesn't apply to everybody. But I'm a cheese and meat monster, and I'm, you know, I have trouble with it sometimes, and I'm okay sometimes. It's, it's weird. All right, so that is uh, odd, but I find it fascinating. Uh, Mike, you're on Fez. Yeah, so it turns out Fezzi is lazy at jacking, just like, like he's lazy on the air, lazy with his friends, just lazy in life. Well done, Fezzi. Well, like that was just mean and uh, uncalled for. But do, when you're trying to masturbate, Fez, uh -huh. and you fail at it, do you just look at your penis and say, I got, I got nothing? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a horrible thing to say. He's really? got to love his penis. Well, why don't you rub blueberries on it and make them feel better about yourself? On that yourself. note, i got to go do the show. That Wait, I, I want to see. I you can see. watch it. And okay. You'll have a much better time okay. without me here. <laughs> All right. This is you singing? And JustJenny.com. That's my website. Yeah, it's so good. Make sure you plug it on the other shows. I will. All right, bye. Thanks for stopping by today. Thanks for the pretzel bread sandwich. And thanks for the Cubans. That's crazy. Thank you.
Bring me more Cubans next week. Bye. She seems like she's unhappy with us. Yeah. She's, she's down. If I want to see her sing. Well, let's watch it. Okay. I'm dead. Oh, my God. I just want to thank you so much for my party. First of all, send um, that to me. I'm really excited, and I'm mostly excited because all my friends are here, and everyone's going to be here. And it yes. should be great, I'm hoping. And I left it in your hands and didn't know anything about it. It's one big surprise. And that's great because then I'll be so candid, we know. And thank you, Stacy. You're incredible for living with me for 16 years and not murdering me. And Brian, you too, the same thing. And <laughs> Grandma and Grandpa, of course. How can I forget you guys? Actually, I can't redo that because if I don't say Grandma and Grandpa, I'll die. Hi again. How you doing? Well, we just had a little technical difficulties a minute ago, but hey, that's life. Grandma and Grabs, you're unreal, and I love you. And Sounds like she's doing a break and, here. And you're great. Lights, <laughs> camera, well, Jennifer. Um, Leslie, Allison, Kim, Liz, Anna and Sarah, and every single other person here. Oh, and Alyssa, you're not here, but you're going to be watching the tape. Yeah. So hi to you too. And, well, Vicky, and everyone. Your house wasn't that coming. big? Um, no. And I hope you all. I've never even stayed a in a hotel well, that big. have a good time, but in the end, had a good time. And I can't believe it's here, and I'm excited. Hi, this is my sister Stacy. Say hi. Hi. And she's 17 and a half. That's the inside of their house. July 11th. And she had her sweet 16 like two years ago. April 7th, two years ago. I love her. <laughs> and I love her. Oh, isn't that sweet? Aren't we just the loving sisters? Well, um, I forgot before to say hi to Felicia. Because, Felicia, I don't there. want your feelings hurt. Harris. Oh, you mean the people are going to see this when? Yeah, after. Oh, edit that. Oh. Anyway. Um, no one edits anything. Yeah. I thought Daddy, she was going to sing. Daddy, we love you <laughs> again. And, Felicia, I, I mean, what? Don't say <laughs> that. You know that. Okay. Felicia and Perry, I just want to stress to you Do that you I love your kids. Stress. I don't understand why. They'll know it. They'll see it. No, that's Forget that out. Yeah, that's dumb. Scratch. Scratch. Okay, scratch. But it's okay. Um, What else? That's it. We're getting no, excited we, for let's party. Let's do something else. Hi, Mars. Hi, Nance. Hi, Lane. Hi, Mish. Hi, Lisa. These are all my sister's friends, her best friends in the whole wide world. Let me tell you that she she doesn't really have many friends at school, but these are her, like, best friends, and they're from out of town. They flew in here. Marcy and Nancy. Oh, we love you guys. And Andrew. There's a limo Andrew, backing up into the Andrew. shot. Okay. Yes, that's her house. Goodbye. Oh, Stacey, give them a laugh. She has to go to school. This is where they okay, went. Thank you. She had to get in that Bye. limo for the Hagen does run every night. Well, I thought she was singing in this somewhere. Yeah, she bamboozled us into thinking this was going to be singing. That you're a rich girl, but you got to fall. That house. A quarter yeah. of it was gigantic. Just, you know, like really, 75% of it was out of the shot, and it was fucking. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want you to feel bad about your life. A lot of good stuff has happened to you over the years. Oh my God, home uh, life, no. <sighs> Time here, Manifest. Hello, 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 hello. What is it, Tom? Hey, Ron, 
I got to thank you for that soft parade, man. That was dynamite. Oh, thank you. You woke me up. I'm driving to Idaho. <laughs> you got me, uh, you really got the ghost out of it. Listen, about this mono. Mono is not contagious as an airborne contagion. It's an infection, very serious infection, where the white blood cells accelerate. Um, you lose a lot of weight, very listless. It could last for six months, but it's not airborne contagion. You can only get it through a blood transfusion. And finally, I want to be Fez's best friend. I want to take a bus trip. He and I, bus trip down to Florida, Fezzo Rizzo with the little Glenn Campbell playing in the background. How's that sound? All right, buddy. Oh, Fez, you keep him thinking. You keep him thinking. Uh, it is the Ron and Fez show. Um, I didn't have a Sweet 16. We didn't have them in my neighborhood. No one did. Did you have them, Hicks? I uh, had no clue what a six Sweet 16 was up until probably the... TV show on fucking MTV came on. All right, people are writing in that uh, young Jennifer equals lights, camera, Jackson. Uh, a lot of people, Fez, are asking, have you ever tried any Viagra? No, I've never tried that. Only because they, well, they say in that commercial, don't take it if you have a heart condition. Good point. You shouldn't do it then. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, with your heart fucking explode during mid-jack... I think they actually say, ask your doctor if your heart's strong enough for sex. Mm. Have you ever asked your doctor that? No, I'm afraid my doctor would think I was asking him for sex. Mm, it's true. We probably picked up that vibe before. Listen, am I strong enough to do it? Do you think that you have a physical problem that you can't check or a mental? Oh, I think it's a mental thing. Just lack of imagination? That could be, yeah, where it's just, I think it's, uh, you know, the moment where I get that, there mentally can't just finish hear him it go off. Limp. He just actually went limp. Yeah. Thought it was filling up a little bit. But. All right, instead of blocked, we're going to start and call it limp dick. Okay. All right, let's see, start and talk about something and see how long before you go limp dick. Uh, there is, uh, I went limp dick. Oh, that wasn't even long. Was there anything? Were you just trying to guess the things to talk about? Or did you I was something? hoping that something would just start coming out of my mouth. Oh, oh my word. God! Words! I gotta do it the right way. Uh, I've never seen this show, Grey's Anatomy. But just from watching commercials, I think I could tell you everything about this show. Without ever having seen an episode. Where uh, I went lip dick. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. <laughs> um, here's Jack and. <laughs> Let's go over to Jack in Jersey. Go ahead, Jack. Yeah. Hey, Fezzy, I just want to let you know you, your heart is probably strong enough for sex. It's all the worry, worrying and nervousness that, that kills it. Do you worry during all. your Jack time? Oh, well, I worry all the time, so yeah. I write down, because I know this is embarrassing. What, what is normally, are you thinking about when you jack? Um, oh, Jesus. Very interesting. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. You just scratched it off limp deck with a pencil. Oh, how could the pencil go limp? Let's go, dude. Somehow it did. Come on, get it hard. That's fucking dirty talk. 
We'll be using that later. <laughs> anyway, that was Jennifer Hutt in with us. Uh, boy, did she run down to Staten Island, though, huh? Unbelievable. Why is she rough on Staten Island? Oh, she's from Long Island. What's coming? I on? know. Why is that so much better? There's giant houses on Staten Island, too. Wow. Just... Can I just say something to you? Uh-huh. Boring, boring, boring. You got to go by one of your own memory. Oh, we don't have any. Hmm. Um. No, I'm not going to go to that. That's going to make Fez feel bad. Not going to go to that. That's going to scare Fez. No. I'm not going to go on any of those. Got a break here. Back. Ron and Flex show. Mormon Jesus. Mormon Jesus. Mormon Jesus. Long, long, Mormon Jesus. Long ago, spirit child on one of these planets was conceived. Unidentified God is on this body, Elohim. Elohim was conceived. This spirit child was later born to human parents. Near the mysterious star called Mormon Jesus. Mormons believe in Mormon Jesus. Through obedience to Mormon Jesus, he was elevated to godhood as Mormon Jesus. Mormon teaching and death and resurrection in the saints. Called by the God of Mormonism and his wife are doomed. Billions of sons, those of the devil, and billions of sons of children. The sons of the Mormon people are heavenly beings. show I forgot we had a uh, uh, an interview to do Fez 
Yes, this is uh, Streeter Skydell from collegehumor.com. College Humor is gigantic on the internet. They are big. Streeter Seidel is his name, and he's got a book out. The book is College Humor, the website, the book. And that's available in stores and online at Amazon.com right now. So that's coming up in just a little bit. Um, I just want to say, Steve Spurrier, welcome aboard. As you know, Fez, years ago, I said college students playing college sports deserve the opportunity, if that college wanted to pay them, to let them get paid. It started a whole brouhaha on this show. Some people agreeing that, yeah, it should be up to the college. If the college wants to pay for uh, students to play, they can. If they don't want to, they shouldn't have to. And then just see who recruits the best. This has now been picked up by Mr. Steve Spurrier. Whoa. No, uh, uh, a former Heisman Trophy winner, uh, a person who's taken the NCAA Championship Trophy for himself, says that they should be paid accordingly. Now, uh, an advocacy group has put this together. The average football subdivision player would be worth $121,000 a year. Basketball players, 265 thousand dollars a year Uh, most of this has to do with the tv contracts that the colleges happily accept and yet don't share uh it's still going back and forth whether something like this could happen all would have to be is a small group of colleges to decide hey we will be the ones that will do it uh now it looks like with these uh people talking about there could be four divisions of 16 in football now anyway, the way things are going. Uh, dividing up the money equally like they do in the National Football League. Uh, that the NCAA is as good as dead. That you can <laughs> put a clock on the NCAA good. if this stuff starts to happen. And these colleges will be able to do their own thing. But to any college that wants to do it, allow them. And any college that doesn't, I can guarantee you that a Navy is never going to pay for players. Army is never going to play for uh, players. I would find it hard to believe that Notre Dame would pay for players. Right. Uh, the Ivy League, I don't see paying out. If those schools choose not to, let them start their own amateur teams. But for the teams that want to play, this is professional sports. It's being marketed as professional sports. It's bringing a lot of money into these colleges. Whoever would like to, go ahead and do it. And let the kids decide. I'm sure a lot of these kids would like to make a half a million dollars for their families. Um, let's go over here to Chris. Chris, you're on my fuss. Yeah, Ronnie, I think that if, uh, if some schools pay and some don't, then you've got to put it in essentially two different leagues or conferences or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, well, they do that now. Just the, the people that don't want to pay can hook up and play against each other. And the people who do, who see what they are, professional sports teams uh, can also do the same. Hicks uh, will bet on either one, so it doesn't matter either way. Love the gamble, love the action. What is it about you and gambling? I guess I like losing all my money as fast as possible and picking terrible picks. And Did you thank Jennifer for the scratch-offs? I'll catch up with her later. Did you eat her turkey sandwich? I ate some of it, yeah. How was it? It's okay. I want to eat it. 
I don't like to get a sandwich under fucking plastic. Maybe it's coming from fucking Philly, where such a thing doesn't exist. But it's never a good move. It just doesn't make me feel like uh, it's someplace I want to be. I don't like it. I don't like people who do it. Thanks a lot, Jennifer. <sighs> um. Here's Jason. You're on Run Fez. Hey, Ron Fez. Hey, Ron, um, I understand you're wanting to pay athletes, but if you start paying athletes for the big sports, um, either you're, you're going to have to pay all the smaller sports, or those smaller sports are going to disappear, and you're not going to basically support uh, swimming, uh, like at Michigan, that helped uh, Michael Phelps become such a great swimmer, and the volleyball players. And uh, They could just find other places to make that money. Where they ought to be doing it, is from other places. They don't need to be taking it from the football players. You don't, let's say in, uh, well, let's pick a team. Let's say Chicago. You're not going to make the Bears also take their money, put it towards the Cubs or the Chicago Fire. That would be ridiculous. No, swimmers are not going to get paid because they don't bring in money. Football and basketball brings it in. Um, Bill, you're on Ron Fez. Hello, Ron. Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah, I was wondering what you thought about if you start paying those players, do you do you pull the scholarship money from them? Well, first of all, you act like life? it should be up to anybody except for the school and the players. They should entice the players in any way that they want to. It should be none of the rest of our business. And that way, if you want to watch Oklahoma, you can. If you're like, I don't like this, it seems unseemly, then don't watch. If Miami wants to say, we want to fucking pay them money, give them homes, give them schools, who else's business is this? Well, All you people sit around, you call Obama socialist. And this is fucking seriously, they would be better off playing ball in Russia. Oh my Why God. can't the free enterprise system work here? For college sports. Because, you know, they're getting an education. You're all a bunch of socialists is what you are. <laughs> Obama socialist. Um, here is Shiny Boy. Hey, Ron. Yeah. I mean, what you're saying is just complete craziness. I mean, they're getting a full ride. They get, uh, they get room and board. They get books. So what? They don't even want those things. What they want is money. But why is it any of your business? That would be like you saying you decide how much fucking Leo DiCaprio should get paid for a movie. Because I got a kid in school, yes. and, and, and it's, I'm paying crazy because of UM right now, and it's almost 50 grand a year. That's right. You're not getting any fucking break on the fact that these college guys aren't getting paid. Um, here's Steve. Steve, you're on my face. Steve. Yeah, how you doing, Ron? Good. Hey, listen, man, I don't think they should pay them. I mean, because in essence, they are paying them now by giving them a college education or the opportunity. Guess what? Not everybody ride. let them make the choice. They could all, it would be up to the fucking each school of what they want to do. Why is it any of your business to become that? When are you suddenly deciding what other people should get paid? You sound like a bunch of socialists. You want to see something fucking socialized? Look at that fucking NFL. What are they doing splitting all the money together? Where are they in the big free enterprise system? 
splitting up the money. Parody. Come on. Well, make sure yeah. everything's everything's fair. Uh, coming up in a little bit, we're going to have the uh, interview. We did this late after the show with uh, Streeter. Uh, I didn't get his whole name. Seidel. Streeter Seidel. He's got a book out now uh, that he's pushing for College Humor. And uh, we'll get her... Um, we'll make sure, Hicks, that we put up that for anybody that wants to... Uh, be a first responder. That's coming up in just a couple of moments. It's the Run of Fez show. Um, let's go over to Chad. Whoops. Chad in Arizona. You're a Run of Fez. How you doing? Yeah. Um, I, uh, I played Division One ball and, uh, and, uh, countless times, you know, we, we, we make so much goddamn money for, for these guys. Millions. Uh, yeah. And, I can tell you that after five screws in my, my, my shoulder and knee surgery and all this other garbage, and then going to an NFL combine, never getting signed, I'm, I'm fucked for the rest of my life. I'm, I'm pretty much disabled, and I get absolutely nothing. But, hey, pat on the back. Thanks for your, you know, pretty much we're racehorses. You are. Like, you're, you're just an animal with them. But here's what kills me. All these people are going, hey, don't pay the kids. They have no problem at all. With the coaches making millions, millions of dollars, why the kids make nothing. Now, could you imagine that in the NFL? Could you imagine saying that the coach is way more important? Well, totally fucking. People would fucking lose their minds. They would just fucking start losing their. No one would play for the fucking NFL. Now, here's the deal, too. If you don't like it. Said your school, I'm not going to fucking support you unless you have amateur athletics. That's fine. As I already said, Army and Navy are, are the only people that really, and the Coast Guard, Air Force, they're the only people out there that have real student athletes. They're the only pure student athletes out there because they put their studies first, their work first. And then when they have time, they play the sport. Then they practice. <laughs> yeah. And they bust their ass to be part of that because they are studying academics, military stuff. And then when that's done, let's get out on a football field. There's a documentary that ESPN is going to do on the Army-Navy game where they take us inside West Point. They take us inside Annapolis. And it looks fascinating. I mean, that you can like honestly it. look at these kids and say immediately, this kid that's walking in here is a better man than me. You have no... You could just watch the trailer to this and see if the trailer's up there. But that's real student-athletes, and I think if you wanted your school to run that way, that would be fantastic. And there should be a league for that. And then we won't have to sit around and worry that money has ruined... College football. Um, let's go over here to uh, Jarrett Kennedy. You're in my face. Hey, how's it going? Yeah. Um, I think I'm from Canada, and we're pretty big in football here too, but not as big as the United States, and I think for sure they should do whatever they want. You know, pay, pay the college students. They deserve to be there. They play the football. It's, it's them you're coming to watch. Let, let me pay them. I mean, who cares? It's not that big of a deal. 
Uh, let's go over here to Julius. Here on Fez. Hello? Yes, go ahead. Hey, uh, yeah. Uh, what's sick about the NCAA is not only do they not pay these guys, but they also own the likenesses of, these, of, of the athletes. So, like, I was, like, watching something on Frontline where uh, the NCAA uh, signs contracts with the uh, video game makers, and they make all the money off their former student-athletes, Where and even after college, the student-athletes are not even entitled to, to get money back. Yeah, the NCAA is totally corrupt. And I remember my friends uh, were forced to on hand uh, were forced to uh, take menial uh, jobs during summer just to get uh, enough money before the start of the season. The the whole thing is college is sports is totally corrupt, man. It is incredibly corrupt, and the one way to stop it would be, you know, it would be so interesting if the colleges would say to some of these networks. We don't want your money. This is a student activity. The last thing we want is to have outsiders sitting here judging our students on how they're playing a sport. Because quite frankly, this is ridiculous. You turn on the ESPN on the weekend, and there's 40-year-old men deciding whether some 19-year-old kid is a hero or a bum. It's insane. But it's all about money. We're all open to them. Any college that wants to pay, since you're going to bring in the fucking thing, let them pay. Uh, Larry Houston, you're on the fence. Hey, Ron, how you doing, buddy? Hey. Hey, I'm just curious, that guy with the four screws in his shoulder, did he get his degree, and did he have a job in his degree? Because I paid over $100,000 for my kid to go to UT. How about this? How about if we pay the players, they pay for their own education? That would, first of all, you're making a choice... With, you're making a deal with that college, and then that college would, is making a choice with another student. I don't understand why you're, you're acting like there's some kind of fairness thing. If your kid was any good, you wouldn't have to pay that 100000 Hell no. You wouldn't have to pay it. I can't help it your kid can't play. I'm all for fucking destroying the NCAA, though. I hate it. I despise it. Well, the NCAA cannot put a lid on this anyway. Whatever's happened at Miami or Ohio State or USC has happened everywhere. So it's it's all already slipped through their fingers to begin with. Then well, they... you know what doesn't slip through their fingers? Money. Mm-hmm. If you'll go back and see that it's just about money, you can stop faking this thing. Um, here is Tom in Oklahoma. You're on a fence. Yeah, Rod, talking about that with the coaches and all, like the coach there at OU, it's ungodly. He, he makes, they renegotiate his contract, he's making $4.8 million for his contract now. He's making that because he's worth it in the free market system. If we're going to have a free market system, that's the kind of money you can make if you have a winning football team. So you pay the coach. Why wouldn't you then pay the quarterback if he's going to bring you wins? Why wouldn't you pay the wide receivers if they're going to bring you wins? You're paying them to make money. And then the, the, the areas that don't want to do that, any school that doesn't want to, find yourself a true amateur league. You won't have to worry about it anymore. It'll all be taken care of. Because no one's going to give a shit who wins your championship. It'll just be <laughs> up to you guys. That's the way it should be. 
It's the way it should be. Nobody should be making such a big... The fact that we sit around and scream, we want a college playoff system, then you should fucking pay for it. Ridiculous. These are professional athletes. You know how come I know they're professional athletes? It costs money to get into the place. Uh, they get gigantic TV fucking sponsorship deals. Merch is sold. Huge stadiums. Merchandise goes Beer. out. You have professional coaches. Everything here is professional. You're just deciding not to pay the players. It's fucking hypocrisy. So what you're teaching the kids right away as part of their com uh, college education is how to lie and cheat. Because if they want to get some for themselves, they have to break the fucking code. And Lord knows the adults around them are willing to do it. Look at fucking Miami. Hicks, look Rampant. at your fucking... Yeah, look at your home school. The Hurricanes. I know. Fucking they, I love that fucking... That's my alma mater. I love those guys. And they're just paying people off left and right. Good. They should. Yeah, if really. Sky wants, uh, Walker wants to come on the sidelines, a mega rain. Paying for hits. That's right. Paying for knockouts. All right, coming up, uh, yesterday after the show, um, we did something with a gentleman that uh, has got one of the biggest websites on the internet, Fez. Streeter Seidel from collegehumor.com, and he's got his new book out, College Humor, the website, the book, which is available now. So you finally, you're going, we've got a, I want to see the website, but I want to go there, get and buy a book. Yeah, you finally can. So you don't have to just po point and click with a mouse. See, look at that. Just put it on a nice shelf. It's like, putting a web, it's like putting a website on, on a shelf. Or going like this. You can lay in bed and I'll just sit there and just go through a website in book form. Uh, so we're having him come in for the first responders. We'll have something up on 202 Friends for you. And we appreciate all the first responders. They are the, our best friends. Uh, our worst friends are the non-responders. That's who I call uh, Lights, Camera, Jackson of the world. Twitter Nazis. Oh, that's too far. <laughs> you got to compare everything with Hitler and Nazis. All right, so we will break here. Uh, it is the Ron and Fez show. Uh, coming up, um, we will have a nice interview for you. Straighter Side Dow from collegehumor.com. So that's... After this break, sit back, relax, and enjoy. And remember, first responders. Manifest. Take a look over here, won't you take a look at me? I'm nothing special, nothing much to see. I got a weird, scruffy beard and a big beard cut. I smoke herb all day, I'm a loser. But there's a place I know where I can land. Any woman with the sweep of my chubby hand. A magic place where girls aren't guarded And all you need to be is socially retarded In an avatar world, you could be my girl I'll be set broken, you could Jade Heiko You're not out of my league, Stoner is a new stud Does this speak of winners in this world of Judd? Streeter's in the studio with us, how you doing, man? Not bad, how are you? Alright, congratulations, so now... It's the website as a book. The That's it. websites have put books out of business. 
Mm-hmm. And now websites are the new books. We're kind of just like rubbing it in the publishing <laughs> industry's face, just like take that, you know. After we've damaged you beyond control, next you should do the magazine, then the daily newspaper, the right. whole thing. Uh, college uh, humor. We were just sitting here trying to figure out when exactly did it start. Let's see. It started in 1999, which is like so. It's like ancient, right? In, well, before anyone years. can even remember that. Right. No, I don't even. I don't. I yeah. don't remember pre 9 11. I'm sure you don't. No one does. No. I know pe- we were happy then. Were I know we? Oh, we were rich. We yeah, were, we were rich. happy. We were rich, and we just lived without fear. I know. I never locked and the door. And there were. I think there was. Frosted Tips, yeah. I remember uh, seeing on TV. Frosted Tips and boy bands. And oh. since then, everything has changed. Now, so how long did it take for the website to blow up? Uh, it was kind of like kind of a small college-only thing for uh-huh. about five years. And it would go to one campus, and that campus would discover it, and you know, it would it'd move to another one. So it was popular in that sense, but when it really started taking off was probably... 2005, 2004, 2005. And when did you come in? 2005. Yeah, so that's it, what I it timed out perfectly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They hired me, I blew it up, and uh, now we're all just filthy rich. Um, but it's weird because, you know, Facebook, we remember from Social Network, mm-hmm. went the same way. Is there ever going to be a college humor movie about how college humor changed the world? You know, I think. The first thing we're gonna have to do is change the world. Yeah, right. And then we'll see. Then yeah. we'll see. But I've got a, I got a like you know a nice outline that I'd love to share with you. Yeah, Again, I, it kind of picks. It starts in 2005 when I come on board <laughs> right. when things really start moving. Well, you know what? Journey never worked till Steve Perry got there. there you I go. mean, they did albums before. Uh, now the website has all the stuff in the book already been on the website. Yeah, it's all old okay. stuff from the site. We kind of we pulled out our favorite articles in there and then we kind of re-illustrated them and, and made them look all nice and tried and to this actually typos. works for people who haven't gotten on the internet yet this is a way to find out yeah. what everybody's talking about yeah yeah so you know give it to you give it to your dad <laughs> yeah. uh, your grandpa you know he, he can look at it uh zito you were telling me that you did stuff for college humor before uh yeah back in uh, my and sophomore you, year of college you guys know each other we we actually we never met in person, but I but we, we talked know each frequently. Other. That's really weird. Email yeah. friends. Um, <laughs> and here you are, still chugging along. Straight on top of the world. Yeah. He's pushing a book. Things are happening, and you're still going like this. Hey, do you need some coffee? Yeah. Let me run out and and catch He's a mono. I'm gonna be late to work. I got, I'm gotta go to Payless because there's a good sale on yeah. shoes, and my <laughs> shoes are all ratty and stuff. That's true. Now, what were you doing? Videos? Were you writing stuff? No, what were you doing? I was Zero? writing, uh, they had a series of columns at the time called The Morning After, and it would be like particular television shows, and I wrote about a show called uh, Kid Nation, which was an ill-fated CBS, I guess, reality show where they sent a bunch of kids I, out into I'm the gonna desert. Do a, I'm gonna do an impression from that. Deal with it. That's all I remember. That little girl. Um, yeah, because you still remember. You still remembers all the names. Yeah. Well, the weird, really weird thing is, I remember when that show came out. We were discussing on uh, WNEW when that was a talk station, and it started to get a little pedophile from guys. Guys would call up and say, "Hey, the hot one is," and we're like, "Dude, mm, yeah. they're fucking 12. I just remember she was on like the yellow team or whatever. That's all I seem to remember. But she, I did get a lot of emails at the time. Like, isn't Taylor kind of hot? And it was yeah. very. It was on. It was yeah because she was like underage. Oh yeah. Crazy. Yeah. She was what? like 
twelve year old crazy pussy. That was the problem with her. <laughs> she wasn't. She was like. For, she was just a kid. She yeah. wasn't even like you know, even starting to become a woman. Right. Like she was like pre, pre, pre teen. There was one of the lines that she had. I think she was talking to a counselor. She actually says it still smells pissy. And I don't know whether oh. they used that as a promo or not. But I thought they went too far. Now, do you could you find out what she looks like now? Is there a? Oh, he's over, a he's over here to, hard at work. Yeah, I know. Google, it, Google I'm, I'm it <laughs> I don't work on this. This is really uncomfortable that you were involved in that, though. And that was the only thing that you ever did? Uh, yeah, you that's know? the only thing I ever, I ever did for them. But the the reaction it got was, was pretty good at the time. And then, especially the kids on the show started they were just getting the age where like they were getting on the internet themselves <laughs> and so i got some emails from like either their parents and the weird thing was i was shitting on these kids and they yeah, show were really. trashing on yeah. those kids and, and they loved it like this this there was this one kid he was like the older one in the group his name was greg i remember him he was like 15 by far the oldest person on the show and his mom actually was like this is so funny blah blah, blah. And i was like you clearly don't understand <laughs> what's but happening you must have been a kid then right yeah i was a sophomore in college so i wasn't that i was probably like 19 I thought that was like 10 years ago. No. When was, did that come out? Uh, it had to be like 2007. Yeah, Wow. <laughs> yeah. I guess you weren't on any W. No, we must have been. <laughs> well, yeah, we right, XM been over on 57th Street. I, mean, God, I was an intern. That was really bad. <laughs> That's really bad. Well, you know, I only remember post 9-11. Uh, Street's right about that. Yeah. So th these kids are probably still in school. Oh yeah. Yeah, then don't try to find them. Don't try to find okay. their Facebook because they will go through these computers okay. some of them, in the street. Some of them have look. friended me. There was this one kid, Jared, who always wore a cowboy hat and glasses. Oh, he was the best. He was yeah. awesome. Yeah, I remember him. He was like the kind of a little, like a little autistic. autistic boy and he was like a little autistic. He was a little off. Something was a yeah, little off. Yeah, and on he that would kid. talk to himself, right? Yes. He would always be like, I know I got to make this happen today. Everybody's going to like me. It's going to be real cool. And you're like, no, you're not. You're always going to be the Jewish kid in a weird hat that Did, mom liked him too much. Didn't he do stand-up comedy at one no. point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. They had a talent show. Oh, and God. Find it. God, this is amazing. This is him now on now, Facebook. The reason why it only ran one season, weren't a lot of people mad about it? Like, uh, like they thought that these kids were being abused. And Child labor laws, shit. basically. Yeah. yeah, like once they shot, I think they shot the first one in either Arizona or New Mexico and then they wanted to shoot season two somewhere and the place originally was like yeah and then all this backlash happened they were like fuck no you cannot shoot right. here it was like some old nuke plant or something like <laughs> it's crazy there was some kind of a ghost town <laughs> vibe to this whole thing that was just awful was the hills have eyes basically <laughs> it was it, was it a little, really yeah. was if you watch it on mute Really creepy if you mute it and watch it. Just creepy little kids they running around a deserted town. Deal with it. Do you remember Deal when they had them murder their own food? There was a chicken oh, and they yeah. had to kill the chicken. Oh. That was a big that was a big plot point on one episode. <laughs> but there was kids who were really against it and then they just got hungry and were like, Yeah, so we killed the chicken. <laughs> That's the other one. <laughs> yeah, some well, some of the kids came from farms, so they didn't get it like, yeah. You, that's where chickens come that's how from. That's happens. And then any of the city and suburb kids were just alarmed because they just know Big Mac. They don't know cows. <laughs> this one girl tried to liberate the chickens. She, she went and had a sit-in in the, in the coop. And I remember that, man. This was the greatest show that it ever It really happened. was. It was a great show. And I never... Brought, was it only like a summer show, too? It, like, no, it wasn't even a summer show. It ran from like September to December. It was 13 oh, weeks. Sweeps, then. <laughs> and it was just, then it was done. We, they figured, you know, we'll, we'll do it again. And then they were never had the opportunity.
Nah. Sucks. So you didn't make the book, Zito. No, none you of that. Make the <laughs> book. None of my brilliance made the book, which is. Well, it's an I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. What is the stuff, Stuart, that's in the book that you really dig? That you're like, no, I'm proud of this. This is our, you know, this is our National Lampoon time, 1974, when it was all happening. Now we're on top of the world. Let's see. I like these. Um, I do these employee manuals. And they're basically just uh, me, like excuses for me to rip on companies I hate, like GameStop uh -huh. and Home Depot and UPS. <laughs> so it's kind of like me imagining what their employee manual looks like, just teaching their employees how to be shitty at their jobs. <laughs> like the UPS one is like, you know, wait until the customer, le like, stalk them outside their house, wait till they leave, and then run up to their door, <laughs> slap the little sorry we missed you thing on, and run and run away. Uh, there's also this series in, of articles in here <laughs> called Wendell Blatt, and they're like this fat, nerdy kid who's like lives in this fantasy world where he's cool, and it's just his imagination as he like thinks about these scenarios in which his dad hasn't moved out, and oh, you know his mom's gonna turn out for him. His mom's like hitting on high school boys <laughs> and like all kinds of stuff. So, Hell yeah! I don't know. It's hard to pick. I mean, this is like six, seven years of uh, of my favorite stuff. From and it's side. your life's work now. This is it. Well, you look at this and you're like, this is where I peaked. I'm never going to be able to get this back. That is so depressing. I mean, the book's fine. It's a great toilet read. I don't know if like I want my epitaph to be like people. You made people laugh while they were taking a dump once. Like I don't know if that's. Now here's the thing, though. You guys are in like one of the cooler buildings. In New York, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. How the hell did that happen? How did you end up there? College Humor got bought by this company, IAC, mm -hmm. which is owned by Barry Diller in like 2006. And he snapped College Humor up. And for a while, they let us just be on our own. And uh, we had these kind of dumpy offices that were kind of like just kind of frat housey, just dirty and right. smelled bad. And then at some point, they were like, why don't you come to our nice building? And we were like, oh, I don't know, you know, we'll lose our vibe and whatever. Right. And then we got there and they're like, yeah, so there's free snacks everywhere and there's like all, you know, there's, <laughs> there's a gym, like there's all this cool stuff. And we're like, oh, okay, yeah, this is better. This is better. Let's be here. So they, they don't lean on you too hard because, I mean, it's the internet. It's not like you guys could really fuck up like if you were actually running a newspaper or a TV yeah, network. I mean, we're an entertainment site, so we don't have to fact check. We barely spell check. Uh, I, you know, we want to put out a good product and we're, we we can be trusted to do that ourselves. We don't yeah. need... And, and they're, they're cool with that. They just kind of let us do our thing, which is nice. As long as it keeps making money. Right, yeah. And, <laughs> and that's why you kind of partnered up with them. They kind of do the the parent part of this. So what happened was we wanted to get into video really mm. bad, and video's really expensive. So when they acquired us, uh, we were like, give us all the money, and we will start making good videos. And that's what we did. So we, you know, they, they enabled us to start making like these really high-value right. sketches and stuff. Uh, and and it's been it's been pretty good so far. No complaints. And that's when you guys start to branch out into TV and yeah. all kinds yeah, of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really crazy story when you think about it. It's cool. It, it was really cool to be kind of in on it uh, pretty early on. When I joined, there was seven people right. at the company. I was a seventh employee, and now there's like 
125 maybe so it's it's been it's been a fun ride and are those 125 people working every day or there just a lot of people fucking around I'd say most of them are working. You know what's sad though? Here's the thing. It's like, it's probably, it's like here, you know, people see your jobs and it's yeah. fun and, and you're talking and having joking around. And then there's like, for every one of you, there's like 20 people, you know, selling ads or subscription right. managing. So it's like a lot of people like that who work there where I'm like, oh, you don't even get to have any of the fun. It's really weird. The only time that we see those people here is like when there's free food. Oh, yeah. And then suddenly <laughs> people come from, and I don't know, but then you're like, well, we don't know. Nine out of ten of any people that work here. We have accountants here. Yeah, apparently. there's like ninety percent of the people who yeah. work here aren't in these kind of jobs. And what's weird is they all know you, right? They all know everything about you, and you're just like, <laughs> oh, you work here? Oh, hey, cool. <laughs> we're a little, you know, we're smaller than serious, and we're all on one floor, so I see them a lot, right? But I'm like, I do not know what you do all day, so yeah. I'm assuming they're working. I just, I'm, I'm just not sure. So you're a lifer with this, you think, right? I mean, you know, I joked around when I did the National Lampoon because so many great people came out of that, went on to start Saturday Night Live right. and movies and all. And is that the kind of thing, is the people that you started working with, is this career all going to hold in together? Everyone, you know, most of us are still there. Most of the early people who were mm -hmm. in, there's like nine of us. Uh, we just lost one writer to SNL. She just she started there a few weeks ago. And uh, another writer was is in the new Harold and Kumar movie. So well he might if if the movie does well, he might be right. ushered out the door. I think everyone's in it till uh you know till they get an incredible offer right. or until it starts heading the other way. Right now it's still growing, it's it's filling everybody's needs. But you know, somebody should say to Barry Dillmer, uh, uh, you know, you know how to do movies. We got enough guys to write movies. He Diller produced, you know, ran studios for yeah. many, many years. We're getting into that. We yeah. we're we're uh, uh, we're working on a film now that he's financing, mm -hmm. um, so that you know it's it's pretty early stages. You never know how these things go, but you know, so you actually interact with Barry on a. I personally yeah. try to avoid him because I'm t I t I'm terrified of the man. Yeah, <laughs> any when the he looks like he eats steel. He really does. For people who don't know him, he looks like Robert yes. Duvall in Network. He is the corporate looking he's guy. He's like set, I, I don't know how old he is, seventy maybe, yeah. but he's just like this imposing man. And whenever he comes through our office all the time, and he's always smiling and walking, but I'm right. like, they made Mr. Burns after you. They modeled <laughs> yeah, right. Mr. Burns after you. So like. You're a scary dude. I, I know that. Uh, but when I have talked to him, he's been like very nice and pleasant. Well, I mean, he's a billionaire, and <laughs> I've seen him walking around town with nobody watching him. Just like, please yeah. try and grab my wallet. You know what I mean? He will walk down the street in Manhattan with just minding his own business. It always cracks me up when you're like, well, there goes a billionaire. Yeah, that guy's worth here. $4 billion. Yeah. There he goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I still wouldn't want to try to, you know, start any shit with him. I mean, there's... Um, but that's the weirdness that what's happened in the internet. Because when it started, nobody was paying attention at all. Yeah, no one cared. And now it's like the same exact people who did this stuff that College Humor did early on, immediately start thinking profit instead of fucking around. You know? Right, yeah. You know? It's, it's the kinda, worst idea. It's kind of... Yeah, I mean, you know, the whole industry's just grown and matured, and, mm -hmm. and, you know, more money is starting to come into it, so whenever more money comes in, then you get more serious people right. being like, you know, if we fucked up, 
five years ago, we would have lost a $10,000 ad deal or something. And it'd be like, oh, okay. If we fuck up now, we'll lose like a half million dollar ad deal. So wow. it, that the pressure builds and builds. But it's it's. And you guys watching hits fun. per week? I mean, is that become oh, yeah. like ratings for you? Where where do you need to be to be in pocket there? <sighs> right now we're at, I think we're, we do about 12 million uniques a month. That's so insane. It's 12 million people That's a month. That's insane. Yeah. And we have like a killer marketing team is just all day like they're they're pretty much friendly spammers i guess is what you'd call them so they're not trying to get you to buy anything they're just trying to get you to watch something funny which you yeah. know as far as spam goes not too bad um and yeah so but you know you look at the problem with diller is that no matter what you do and this is why he's such a successful ceo no matter what you do he's like great job we're going to have to do better. Yeah, that becomes the bottom line. That's why you never yeah. want to get a, a job in sales in the yeah. world, because the salespeople never get a breath. Never. They, you're like, hey, I sold uh, 12000 Great. Now let's add 10% to that yeah. next month. So they never. They're always trying to beat their best every month. Now the spammers go where? They go directly to people or to other sites or... I call them spammers is pretty mean. Yeah. I, you know, we reach out to a lot of other sites. We have yeah. a lot of sites we're friendly with, and we'll say, whenever we have something cool, you know, we'll send it along. Be like, hey, you want maybe link this up, and we'll link something back. It's like it's a lot of like handshake deals, right. a lot of backdoor dealings on the internet still. But the weird thing is, those people are also kind of your competitors, right? You yeah. you you do stuff together, and yet at the same time, it's like let's whip their ass. Let's be funnier than them. The thing, like, the level we're playing at now, yeah. there's not too many people there. It's, it's us, Funny or Die, yeah. Break.com, and The Onion. And that's pretty much it. Th those are, like, the ones who are going, when I say competitors, in terms of advertising dollars. Yeah. So we're really only competing with those three other sites, and we're friendly with all of them. And the general thought is that, like, y you know, Funny or, Die, Funny or Die may beat us for this deal, or we may beat them for that, but there's enough of the pie to go around right now. Yeah. If maybe four or five more sites became our size, I think it would get a little more scrappy and a little a little yeah. less friendly with everybody. Well, Funny or Die came in like with celebrities right off the bat. Yeah. When you guys did it on a real shoestring budget, suddenly they had. You're like, wait, <laughs> is this really David Mamet on here? Is yeah. this really you know? It was weird at first. I mean, they they kind of changed the game in a lot of ways because. When we started making videos, our own videos, it was very early on. Not a lot of people were making their own videos. Yeah. And ours looked really good, and they were popular, and we were like, oh, great, we got this. You know, We were like, in, we were in on the ground floor. We can relax and just do what we know how to do. Funnier Die comes along with the landlord, and we're all just like, fuck. Yeah. Look at this thing. They got Will Ferrell just like making videos <laughs> for him, and he owns the company, and now all of his <laughs> friends are doing it. So we really had to like, up up our game quite a bit and now we're we get celebrities to do videos with us which is like it's it's really fun but dealing with celebrities people is often a nightmare I, i'm sure you guys know yeah like, so it now becomes more professional yes you're so, not just like hey let's just try to figure it out you have to say here's when we start here's when we break right. here's where we end yeah call sheets like our production teams are like profe they're professional level production teams now you get a yeah. call sheet the day before you're in a video we used to just grab cameras and be like oh what's funny <laughs> let's let's go outside and then we'll find we'll shoot some shit it'll be fun 
and uh, it's it's very uh, you know structured and professional there. You brought up the onion. The onion is the one that's still kind of staying with text, though, right? I mean, mm-hmm. when I turn that on, it's still that parody of a newspaper. And still, for me, just fucking break your face funny. I mean, oh I can't God, believe how funny they write. They're, the Onion is, I mean, they've been around mm-hmm. forever, since the 80s, which is like, you know, we've been yeah. around since 99, that's old. They're like, for, forget about it. Yeah. I don't know when they actually went online, but, you know, they've, they've just been there. They almost seem like they forgot, the, they don't put out the newspaper, it's not as much. You used to get it in the coffee shop. Yeah. And now I'm like, my coffee shop isn't carrying it. Really? But I'm going online yeah. anyway. I'm already, you know, I, I start reading it before it got to the coffee shop anyhow. They so, do, uh, I mean, they, they're in video now. They yeah. have ONN, yeah. and their videos are awesome, too. They're so funny. Uh, but yeah, they, as as far as I can tell from what I know... They have two separate teams who do the video and the articles, I guess. Right. Um, and we just have one, you know, we have like one hive mind of people who do everything. So it's structured a little differently, but yeah, I mean, Onion's great. What can you say about the Onion? Yeah, right. They're so funny. <laughs> but do you prefer like doing the videos or writing articles? What's, uh... I like, but they're like yeah. different muscles to flex. You know, yeah. video's a little, it's a little easier, I think, to make people laugh with the video. If you can make people laugh with just words that's like next next to impossible so uh it's it's much more challenging i think yeah. to write a funny article than to write a funny video and what's more likely to go viral i guess the video right oh, the i mean video. that's yeah. the thing and video's that, the thing and that's the hope for everything like oh let's get it out there and i mean at the end of the day that's that one thing that'll just take off on its own right i mean i think the there's there's value in both a viral hit and then like in a series like we we run this series called Jake and Amir mm-hmm. each one does really well it probably gets about half a million views but it's it's a core group of people who are coming back and watching it again and again there's a lot of value in that in creating an audience that's going to be coming back all the time viral hits are great for growing the big traffic because that's the stuff people just send around to their friends and then all right. of a sudden you know a million more people know about your site so they're, they're you know, there's competing theories. But as far as having a following, have you met the people who oh, yeah. follow your stuff? How weird is that for oh, you? Oh man, well I do I do stand up and I go yeah. to a lot of colleges and and uh and we do live shows in New York and stuff. And at first it was I didn't believe it. Like I thought there was something wrong with our fan <laughs> like cuz they they'd come up and be like, "Oh my god, man, I love you. Can I get a picture?" and I'm like, you know I'm on the internet, right? You're like, who do you who do you think I am? Do you like, do you, uh, do you think I'm Zach Alphanakis? I'm not. I'm just I'm like I'm from the internet. And but you know over the past few years it's just become like, yeah, it's just like a normal part. You right. know, you have these fans and they're intense. And for a lot of these kids, they're like I grew up with TV. Right. So to me, TV's like those are Still famous. The shit. Those yeah. are famous people. Yeah. A lot of these kids growing up now, like they don't even watch TV. They don't care about TV. They just go on YouTube. And so the people on YouTube are like, those are the famous people. The, you know, the popular YouTube people are super famous in their world. So that's how they act around you, and they're shaky, and they like, you know, they don't know what to say. They get all nervous. <laughs> they're all weird. You see them, too, like on the perimeter. Like, they'll just be looking at you, and you'll right. be like, oh, here they come. Here they come. And then they'll slowly just sort of inch over to you. Like, uh, hello, excuse me, sorry. <laughs> But they're cool. They're they're you know it's mostly teenagers. Do you get teenagers. recognized on the street in Chateau, or is it uh, not a mainly? Lot of, yeah, not a lot in New York. Yeah. but, you know if I go to like a college, 
uh, it'll happen more. I think it's so cool, like, the, thank you. Yeah. But I don't yeah. know if they see the difference now, you know, between TV and the Internet. I don't think know? they do. I think they're just like a funny thing that plays in a box. Right. And they're like, that's, the, <laughs> that's, that's what I watch. I watch the box. And like, yeah. they don't even watch TV on TV. They just, watch, they just steal it online. So. And so, yeah, soon they'll be like, dude, I watch you on my phone. And yeah. you're, like, he's the funniest guy on the phone. Right. <laughs> Yo, oh man, I love watching phone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's a wild ride. College humor, the website, the book, and you'll hold it straight. This is really, the only reason to put this out is to make the publishing industry feel even worse about themselves. Rub it in their stupid poor faces. And, you know, we're in the McGraw Hill building uh, right now, and they don't know how to get a book out. They're just like, <laughs> we don't know what to do. We don't know how to reach people. No one reads. And here you are. You just take an elevator past all those poor bastards. All those poor yeah. being the operative word there. It's good to meet you, man. I'm you glad too. you came in. I hope you stop in again soon. Sure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> 